This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We start out. We're going to go to the email box in a moment, but first we go to the amp line, unscreened. Who's this? Hey, this is Puke. Puke in New Hampshire. What's on your mind? Uh, I just want to make a comment. Uh, last night's show, somehow you guys got on the topic of drinking water. Yes, I and, do like uh, to drink water. And yeah, Mark was making Mark fun of me for some, it. <laughs> well, Mark, you made some comments that water has no flavor and people basically have to be conditioned or something to drink it. Well, some people and, like uh, water, but... Yeah, you know. well, I'm one of those people. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to call in and rake you over the coals for that because I don't. Maybe it has to do with the fact that I, I've always just drank water my whole life. Um, when I was younger, my mother was sort of a health nut, I guess, mm-hmm. and uh, so she didn't have like soft drinks or anything until me and my brother were teenagers. So maybe that's where I developed my taste for water. But I, you know, it's not to say that I don't like drinking other things. But whenever I get thirsty, I just I, I feel like drinking water, and I. I do notice different tastes in certain waters, and some taste different, and uh, so I don't know. I just... I, <laughs> I barely notice the difference things. in taste in water. Like, there's water, and then there's water that tastes bad. Um, it's sort of <laughs> the way it is for me. And um, Ian, the, the point I was trying to make for Ian was, uh, like, he, he got on water for sort of this health uh, thriftiness thing that, uh, you know, he had going and still has going. And so it's not like he liked water. He just conditioned himself to drink it. You're right. I did not like water at that time, but I was a teenager at that time. And so, you know, there are some things when you're younger that you don't like for whatever reason. It doesn't taste good. But as I continued to drink it, I uh, began to appreciate it. And now I do like it. And now it's very tasty. And now if, uh, if I'm thirsty, many times water can taste sweet to me. It is that good. And so, uh, I feel vindicated. Thank you. No, I know that there's people out there that... <laughs> yeah, I feel that, the same way. I know there's people out there that uh, only drink water, and they, they were probably, uh, you know, in the same way that, that perverts are, like, struck at that, that, that crucial time <laughs> in their youth. You know, like, they, they're twisted. And, right. you know, the, it, it happens There's something to twisted about drinking water? Is yeah, that what you're saying? there is. <laughs> no, Mark, I'm sorry. It's the most natural thing that you can do. I mean, it is the uh, the, the blood of life, essentially. Water. water you, you cannot survive without it. Sin. No, you yeah. cannot you survive without it. You wash your car with water. Yes, uh, that's all true, no, I'm Mark. Not, I'm not one of those people that just drinks water only, though. I have no problem with, you know, drinking other drinks. I drink soft drinks sometimes. It's just, you know, like I'll have a soft drink and... Then I feel thirsty after I drink it because it's sweet, you know, <laughs> and so I want to drink water afterwards. So. Some of the people in the chat room but, uh, when we were talking about this last night, are uh, well, at least one person suggested, well, what are you trying to tell me what to drink for? I didn't tell you what to drink anything. I just talked about what I like and what my preferences are and what works for me and the reasons why it works so well and the reason why I am such a, a fan of good old H2O. Uh, if if what works for you is to drink a 24-pack fa- uh, of Coca-Cola every single day, then by golly, go right ahead and do it. If that's what makes you no. feel good, that's what you should do. For me, though, uh, I've, I'm, I'm to the point now where if I want to drink a soda, if I get, get into a place where I have the opportunity to drink a soda, 
Uh, like, for instance, I bought a, a Mexican soda recently on Amazon.freetalklive.com. Bought a couple of them just for fun. And I, I had trouble drinking the entire thing. Not because it was a bad soda, just because... It just didn't do just anything for me anymore. Yeah, 12 ounces or 13 ounces, whatever the, the bottle was, was uh, half would have been fine. So next time I said, Julia, uh, share this with me next time because I'm not going to be able to finish it. Mark, you would have done good uh, if you were a middle ages monk because, you know, back then they, they drank beer because it was the uh, the cleanest yeah, it was the cleanest thing to form drink. of liquid you could drink. So. Yeah. <laughs> but nowadays, you know, you get clean water everywhere. So. It's, you know, it, it, I, I that's just the way it used to, to be. All right. Funny. I appreciate that, Puke. <laughs> Thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. I think that following your instincts is really important. And uh, when it comes to drinking and eating, uh, if it comes to drinking, when we're looking, when I'm thirsty, normally I want water. But there are times when something else will satisfy me, like some fruit juice uh, of some sort. That, that's usually my other alternative. I'll usually have you know a glass of milk and a glass of fruit juice, and then everything else is, is water throughout the day. Um uh, but if if that's what's you know if if soda pop satisfies you you can't stand water then no, by all means I, I don't th- I think 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 that it's uh, it's ludicrous to think that your body is telling you the right thing to uh, to eat or consume is that yeah it does I I've heard it before um, I've heard uh, you know people works that, for me that Mark don't well, it's just that's <laughs> what you do that I don't know if yeah. it works or not I mean you're alive I feel good but you could probably you remain alive by you know eating tree bark and and uh, but, you know, not much else than mm-hmm. leaves and stuff. It was subsistence food, things you find in the forest. Yeah. You wouldn't be very happy, um, but so. Um, so. No, I'm very fortunate to live in a place where I have the abundance that I can choose from and I can have such a huge variety of uh, different liquids to put inside my body. It's right. I mean, water seems the most natural choice. America's the that's fattest nation on the planet. Probably because they drink 24 packs of uh, Coca-Cola in you don't, a You don't few think days that their body's time. telling them to uh, drink that? You know, I don't My know body's what the yearning is. for Coca-Cola. I don't know what the answer is there, Mark. Right. Well, the, the, you know, you got to make wise nutritional there's, choices. I think there's uh, some, you know, there's something to be said for addictions. Yep. And uh, certainly caffeine is an addiction, so that might be the factor that you're looking for there. Well, um, I'll I'll just go ahead and tell you that uh, people don't necessarily, of their own accord, make good uh, nutritional choices. Their body doesn't tell them the right thing to to eat by any means. Um, yeah, you know, drinking water is a good, healthy choice. I just don't like it. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Perhaps one of the reasons why they are so addicted to Coca Cola or coffee or whatever it is they they drink is because they were, you know, raised in a situation where their families. Uh, always had that around. When I was growing up, I had a friend who his parents at all times had multiple flats of Winn-Dixie brand cola in mm-hmm. the house. Yeah. If you wanted a drink at this guy's house, it was the it was a- cola. absolutely disputed water coming out of the county tap, mm. or it was you know unfiltered county tap water. Or it was, and as a kid, you know, water isn't exciting to you because there's all these other drinks out there that are vying for your attention. And kids are addicted to sugar like like crack. Yeah, yeah. So I I think certainly environment has uh, a, a role to play in, in what one decides uh, one wants to drink as one becomes an adult. You know, when I was growing up and I was working at, at Kmart, I was drinking six-packs of uh you know, the Dr. Rocket, the Dr. Pepper uh, mm. ripoff that they have there. And that's not because I couldn't 
Uh, that's not because that's what we drank at home. In fact, my parents tried to steer me away uh, from drinking those sorts of things. But you know how I am. I'm an anti-authoritarian. So you tell me to do one thing, I'm going to do the other. It's sort of like, you know, if your parents, if my parents had kept me away from sugary cereals, which they did for the most part, as soon as I became an adult, what did I do? Went out and bought a bunch of sugary cereals. I could eat all the sugary cereals that I wanted well, to, right? Um, there's there's a proverb uh, in, in, in Proverbs that uh, talks about this, and it's... Uh, it's something like raise your child in the the ways of righteousness, and he will turn to them when he's old. And I think old means mature in that particular instance. Yeah, you're going to try go out and try all the uh, uh, sugary cereals, but then you're going to go back to whatever it was that you were taught to do because you know that's how it is generally. I mean, people people don't change; they're creatures of habit, and they absolutely can be conditioned to do things. And I I think your parents parents do a great service to a child, uh, teaching them good and healthy eating habits teaching them to drink water and, and those kind of things. I don't know if my parents ever really taught me to drink water. They didn't. That was an That's why influence. you had to condition yourself to drink it. Aha. Uh-huh. There you go. All right, 800-259-9231. You can chime in here, bring up whatever you want. We go to the email box. Mark, you've got one. I do. Um, it's, let's see, uh, from Stephen. Ian and Mark, first, thanks very much for an informative show. Second, I write you today with an important question. Often I hear both of you complain, apparently we're complaining, about liberties being restricted in the U.S. And so, I'm wondering, do you think there's a current nation on Earth, or ever in the world's history for that matter, that has offered more freedom than the U.S. currently does, excluding incarnations of the U.S. in the past? In other words, if you were to make a checklist of every possible freedom that you can think of, and you checked an X amount of freedom still existing in the U.S., can you think of a country for which you can accurately check off even more freedoms? Hmm, I think I'd rather have this emailer check his preferences, well, uh, or check his uh, premises, rather. We'll come back and address this, 800-259-9231, and you can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include the archive. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just get them right there on the front page of the website for your downloaded convenience at freetalklive.com. And SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. So their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. 800-259-9231. Let's go back into the email box, Mark. You had a... An email with an interesting question in it, and I would like to dissect it if we can. Sure. Um, the, he asked. I, I want to hear. I, I hear you complaining about the liberties being restricted here in the U.S. And so I'm wondering, do you think there's a current nation on Earth, or ever in the world's history for that matter, that's offered more freedom than the U.S. currently does? The question there: Do I think there's a a nation currently on Earth that offers more freedom? than the U.S. currently does. Well, that or um, ever existed. There's there's three mm-hmm. questions. Is there a nation on Earth that offers more freedom than the U.S.? 
has there ever been a nation that's offered more freedom than the U.S. and um, excluding and basically ex- it says excluding incarnations of the U.S. in the past. So therefore, did the U.S. really offer more freedom in the past? Well, I don't know uh, if there was one in the past. Some would argue that uh, ancient Iceland, I believe, was a kind of a more free market place. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but then again, you know, we're dealing with history, and all of these Difficult things are, to know. I mean, are you know. questionable. It's all based on who wrote what way back when. Uh, as far as today is concerned, the uh, Hong Kong's not really a nation. But then again, what is a nation? Right. It really, it does. Does it matter whether Hong Kong's a nation? That's that, that's the first question. It, and I don't know that it says uh, it says currently country. I don't know. Call it a place. It says yeah, currently a nation on Earth. So. What difference does it make if Hong, Kong, Hong Kong's a nation or not? Hong Kong is financially extraordinarily free. Yes, uh, from an economic standpoint, it is. Also, Singapore is very, very free. Yeah. Now, Singapore, uh, you can definitely economically, point, uh, you can definitely point to cultural differences that make it unfree. You know, you like you spit gum on the sidewalk, they're going to beat you with a stick. Yeah. Um, you remember so that. personal freedom's not so great in. But Singapore. Hong Kong, not so much. Hong Kong, you know, I mean, it's it very similar to the United States as far as cultural freedoms go. Um, yeah, from what I can tell with Hong Kong, it has been relatively uh, – the Communist Party in China has been relatively hands-off there. Many yeah. p- many thought that in the late 90s when uh, ownership or whatever you want to call it, dominion transferred from the British government to the Chinese, they thought that all of a sudden the crackdown was going to happen. But apparently the uh, the people in the, the Communist Party in China realized that they didn't want to kill the golden goose, uh, so to speak. So they've been pretty hands-off. In fact, some who have actually been to Hong Kong and who, who live there have said things like – you know, if you want to find the communists, you actually have to go out to their offices to try to dig them up. They don't really – they don't treat people in Hong Kong the same way that they treat people on mainland China. Interesting uh, observation. Also, Estonia seems to be doing fairly well. Ireland. On, uh, on the over – Ireland and Estonia seem to be doing well, look fairly at, look, well. I mean, I can, I can name off – in Ireland, uh, you, you don't have to be a certain age to drink. I mean, isn't that – that's a pretty big freedom if you're sure. under the age of 21 here in the United States – you know, not only can't you drink in a bar or something like that, but you can't go out and buy it and drink it at home. Your, you know, parents are going to get legally in trouble if it, you know, if somebody actually enforced it, and, and that's not enforced. And that's really um, one of the points: is enforcement is so important with freedom. You know, it doesn't really matter what the laws of a country are if they don't enforce them. For instance, marijuana is illegal in Jamaica, mm-hmm. but they don't enforce it. Well, somewhat they do. Barely, barely. Not like here. No, and, uh, right. The, the fact is the United States has in it a one quarter of the world's prison population. You're telling me the United States is a free nation? And and comparative to the United States of 1990, just, just giving you 1990, the government's nearly doubled in size. Nearly doubled in size since the 1990s. Well, there you go. That's restriction just from the 90s. Mm. If the government's big, there's restrictions. The United States government, some of the biggest government around the world. It's true. Now, you do have certain freedoms here. You can complain. That, hey, <laughs> you can leave. The, 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 there's, the, there's that. And, and for now, I don't know I don't know how long it's going to be that you're not going to be able to leave. Honestly, they're talking yeah, they about put up a big wall. stuff like that. So Passports and stuff. I mean, imagine a nation where property taxes are non-existent and... You don't, you know, maybe sales tax exists. I mean, the government... Don't they have no taxes in Dubai? 
I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know where um, they don't. But can't you imagine being able to own land and not having to pay property tax on it or having to pay very little? Because what's more restrictive, having to pay $10 a year in property tax or having to pay $10,000 a year in property tax? Well, they're both equally as restrictive. No, they're not. One's a thousand times more restrictive. Well, one of them, if you don't pay, either way, if you don't pay, the same thing happens. Right. But having a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of restriction is better than having a lot of restriction. Okay. That much is true, but it brings me to one of the points I wanted to make about this question. And that is that the issue isn't how much freedom is available. The issue is, is freedom available? Is, is the place uh, that you're currently at a free place? And the answer is no. None of them are. None of them have true freedom because there's only one state of freedom, and that is when you aren't being uh, hindered, when you aren't being prevented from doing the things you want to do, and when you aren't being forced to do things you don't want to do. If, <clears throat> if you are existing in that state of being, then you are truly free. And to my knowledge, there's nowhere on the face of this planet that allows that, uh, that, you know, where the powers that be, the people calling themselves government, will allow you to do those sorts of things. And that's something we're working towards here in New Hampshire. I don't know what the premise of where he was going with asking those questions. Many just times. asking the questions, and people want to know the answer yeah, to these well, things. But, well, many times we'll, you know, people will say, well, okay, well, if you, uh, you don't think the U.S. is so great, well, then you should get out and go to one of those other countries. This well, guy's Canadian. Yeah, okay. okay. I'm not suggesting he was going to say that, all right? right? I'm just saying that that's where some of the people who will ask similar questions are coming from. Right. Well, if you don't like it here, then get out. Or America is the freest country in the world. And even if that was true, okay, even if it and was it's not, true. is all you right. have to do is go look at freetheworld.com, the Heritage Foundation. Any independent study. There's right. several There's of them. There's all kinds of them out there. If America's it not true. The, certainly not the most fiscally freedom uh, free place. and it's Definitely uh, not the most personally free. No, but definitely not the personally, most personally free either. If it were true, though, that America were... Far and above, more free than all those other places, it would not be uh, satiating to me because I'm in search of true freedom. I'm in search of the actual state of liberty that uh, I've always been looking for, and that is to not have someone else, again, telling me what to do or telling me not uh, to do certain things that I want to do. And uh, so until I find that state, then I will never be, you know, I will not be satisfied. And I don't know if we'll ever be satisfied in that way, but uh, but that's what I'm working towards, and that's what we here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project are working towards. It's not an idea of, uh, well, okay, so this country is a little bit more free than America, so I should move there so I can be a little bit more free. And that's not what I'm suggesting. I wouldn't suggest that you go to Singapore. You wouldn't. You probably wouldn't be able to fit into their lifestyle and their culture, and you probably wouldn't really get an appreciative increase in freedom. So, I mean, we're talking about, again, a difference in degrees, which is why it's more important to really focus, I think, on what you want to see happen in your your future in life. And, and I want liberty, and a lot of other people do, too. So I let's want freedom get, in America. Right. Let's get those. Well, New Hampshire would be good enough for me. Yeah. Uh, let's get those people that want that same thing, you and me. Let's get them all together in the same place so we can all have that vision that we're looking for. We can have it. More coming up. Continue this discussion and take your calls as well. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. 
And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those, including the wiki, with over 1,500 pages created by listeners like you. You can go to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive there. Create pretty much anything you want. Uh, edit stuff. If you want to change things, you can do that. It's like the listener editable version of our website. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com. Do you want to... Uh, this I can't read this one now. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's another uh, fad. Is is another fad diet really the answer to losing your extra pounds? Are working out and eating right no longer working to help you lose weight? If you can relate to that, then go read the story of a doctor who lost 37 pounds in one month and has kept it off. See the actual before and after pictures and read his story at notfatanymore.com. Want to gift a fad diet roller coaster forever? Check out notfatanymore.com. 800-259-9231. I want to take something back I said earlier, Mark. Uh, we were talking about this question about what country is the freest country, and that led into a, just a general discussion about achieving liberty in our lifetime. And I said I didn't know if it, if uh, we would necessarily ever really get there. And I want to take that back. I think we can. Uh, I think we can get there. And I, I think it's worth working in that direction and believing you know, that we can actually achieve true liberty. And, and again, just to uh, bring bring you up to speed if you're just tuning in, liberty, of course, being uh, allowing others to be as free as they want to be, allowing others to live their lifestyles, even if you disagree with it, so in that you can live your lifestyle how you want, again, as long as other, as long as you are not harming others and they aren't harming you. Uh, the freedom to be able to live your life without having someone else telling you what to do, telling you how to live your life, and threatening you with bodily harm, threatening you with punishment if you don't follow their diktats. That's the kind of society I want to live in. And I know there are a lot of others that want that too. Many of them have joined the Free State Project. Many of them are considering joining the Free State Project. I got an email today from one of our new amplifiers, Whitney, in uh, D.C., mm -hmm. friend of uh, Sam in Texas. And she said that uh, when she met up with Sam, he kind of reintroduced her to the Free State Project. And she had told herself before that she hates the cold, and so there's no way she was ever going to go to New Hampshire. So she'd come across it before. Right. And then when Sam reintroduced it to her, she came around to the understanding, the realization that liberty is more important than a little bit of cold. She was born in Florida like we were, Mark. Mm -hmm. And so I totally understand where she's coming from. It was my first and main objection to the Free State Project when I first heard about it. But like Whitney, I also got over it. And so what we're seeing happen is this uh, amount of people from around the country and around the world all coming into the same place with similar belief systems, all of them wanting a similar thing, wanting more autonomy in their own lives to decide for themselves how to live without having some scary people threatening them with a jail cell if they choose something different than the status quo or choose something different than the men with the guns might want. And those people are going to make it happen because that's the next step of, uh, of evolution as far as I'm concerned. You know, back in the day, uh, black people managed to get off the plantation, but now we're all on this big plantation. It's called, you know, nation states or governments, and we one by one, can step off of it, and we can live free. And the more of us there are that step off the plantation, the less the masses can do about it. So it's really just a matter of critical mass. It's a matter of getting the numbers here together to live free. And I think we're closer than we realize. I really do. When I see things happen, like uh, happened with David, one of the activists here in New Hampshire, 
actually two different Davids here in New Hampshire, both uh, violated the law of some sort of traffic infraction. One David did a U-turn at 2 in the morning in a place where you're not supposed to do a U-turn, and the other David, uh, he drove his car around without an active registration. And both of them had six to ten activists show up in their courtrooms when they went to trial. None of them stood up for the judge, and both of them told the judge, I'm not paying your fine. They And I'm, I'm paraphrasing here and kind of mixing together what they said, but they told the judge they weren't going to pay, that this is civil disobedience, and they wanted to increase the cost of the court. And then the judge let them walk out of the room with no penalty whatsoever. That's essentially what happened. And when I see something like that happen and I compare it with other experiences I've ever had, it doesn't compare. There's nothing else to compare it against. There's nothing else anywhere else in the world that I know of that we can say, oh, yeah, this is happening over in Sri Lanka or this is happening in Hong Kong. No, everywhere else it's pretty much the same where men with guns threaten, threaten people right. and get them to behave how they want to. But when people stop doing what the men with guns want them to do, then there's some sort of level of, of real empowerment there that happens. And we're just, we're just barely touching on it right now here in New Hampshire. And it's so exciting to me. I would agree with you that uh, there's I, I certainly haven't experienced anything like uh, you know essentially <clears throat> wide-scale civil disobedience I mean maybe in the south and the uh, late 60s or something like that you might be able to look at it in India around the time that they kicked out the the British but you know the the, the level of civil disobedience here and and the the people that are actively trying to get freedom in New Hampshire is just so much higher. Mm-hmm. I I I don't know that the, uh, the the emailer's question was really that he wanted to know what nations um, you know are freest. And we I, answered his question in the beginning. Now we're on a different conversation I'm about not. liberty. I, 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 did I answer the question? I didn't feel like I did. Um, we talked about different countries and stuff. We did, but I, I think that another what went thing, on another ahead. thing that people have to look at when looking at freedom is doing what you want to do. Mm. Um, if your freedom in, entails drinking Coca Cola. You don't want to move to Europe. You're you know? free here. You're free. You're much freer here. Mm-hmm. Um, if your freedom in, entails uh, driving, uh, you know, a sports car quickly along the, uh, a nice piece of pavement, you want to live in the United States. You don't want to live in Haiti. I don't know. The Autobahn might be pretty uh, tempting. For Probably you. a good thing there. Uh, but you're still looking for the most freedom. You'll get more freedom in the United States than you'll get in Germany, likely. Depends again. It depends on what you're looking for, right? Right. Um, the taxes in the United States are going to be sexual freedoms are more, you know, uh, abundant in Europe, for instance. Yeah. Yeah. Probably true. So y- you kind of have to look for what it is that you want to see as right. far as freedom goes. Um, you know, and and one thing I think that people miss as far as freedom is freedom's the amount of taxes that people pay. Um, if you're paying, it's an indicator. Yeah. If you're paying, but not the only one. It's it, it's a big one. It's an easy measuring stick, for sure. Yeah, and uh, the United States, we have a huge tax bur- burden, and one of the reasons we have such a huge tax burden is because of the military that we support that, you know, gallivants all over the world making people free. No, <laughs> it doesn't make anybody free. It might be trying to bring democracy, but democracy isn't freedom. Not freedom. And they're not... Never was. They're not bringing freedom in the process. It's like, we're going to crack down, and then as your g- democracy slowly blooms... We'll leave you alone, but it, you know it's it's not really making this fertile ground for democracy. And in, in Iraq, they've messed everything up. It's well, that's what government better. does. It's it, not going to get better in Iraq while yeah. um, the United States is there because we, what you have is three different tribes trying to live together. And before we even went in, we made a deal with Turkey that we're not going to split them up into three different tribes. These people hate each other. Let them have their own nations. One thing's for sure: government is not going to be the solution to finding freedom in our lifetimes. No. No, um, it, 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 it's, it's, it's really it's antithetical. The idea that a government can give you freedom 
it, it doesn't really work very and well. I, and I think he sort of suggested that in his email, that the nations would give you freedoms. And the fact is, nations don't, first of all, nations don't exist. It's a concept. It's a, a theory. It's you know, well, an abstraction. Well, a nation is a group of people willing to use violence to get what they want. Which means that, that a, a group of people using violence to get what they want doesn't give you anything. They can only take. That's right. what governments do. They're a parasite that sucks off of the, the wealth created by the If they're doing the their productive. job properly, they're only taking away the, uh, the, the, they're only stopping the criminals from hurting you and the outside forces. The Except they are the criminals. By taking your money up front and forcing you to pay for their it services. It doesn't have to be, well, a nation doesn't have to forcibly extract money. It doesn't have to happen that way. Okay, in theory, Mark, yes. And that's something also we have not seen. We've never seen a voluntary government, which is what, what you're talking about. Well, I, I, don't think, I, I don't know that I'm – maybe – yeah, I guess I'm talking about a voluntary government. But I'm, I think that the United States government could exist solely on the taxes that it takes off of corporations. Is that voluntary? Yes, that would be voluntary. Okay, right. great. Um, then, then I'm for voluntary government. But – you know, they don't. As long as no one was forced to become a there's corporation. No, there's no government. You you can't, you know, at, when when the government, which would, would still have the monopoly privilege on violence, because it's going to use that violence against bad people, right? It, you, you tell one group of people that they can use violence against anybody that they want, as long as they're bad, they're going to find a lot of damn bad people. All of a sudden, everybody becomes bad, right? There's one group of bad people, then there's five groups of bad people, and, and that's where we are today, where somebody with a plant... In fact, salvia is now becoming illegal all across America. Sure, once uh, they find out about state it. State by state. Well, we might talk about that. There's so much on the plate here tonight. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. Toll free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you want to help support the show, you can go shopping with us at store.freetalklive.com. We've got great Free Talk Live branded merchandise, T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and more uh, all there for you. So load up your shopping cart and look good and help us uh, help the show out at the same time. Go to store.freetalklive.com. As we go to your phone calls, Dave in Ohio, you're on Free Talk Live listening on WAIS. I want to correct you guys on something. What's that? Okay. Okay, um, from my source, that the FLDS was not taking welfare payments. They were wanting to be self-sustaining. You have a source on this? Yes. What is your source? A person that I know. Okay, how does he know? I can't rule any names. How does he know that, though? I mean, Uh, He did the research into it. Well, how are they supporting their lifestyle then? I mean, they have this palatial, uh, this huge piece of property with this very large compound with literally hundreds of people living inside it. How do they support all that? I mean, I suppose if it was, you know, old money and it had been sort of in a family for a long time, that might be an answer. But I don't get the idea that Mormons uh, have ever had old money. They were taking money from the Pentagon, I know. Money from the Pentagon? Yeah. What for? I the companies that were sponsoring them were or something were taking money from the Pentagon or something. Someone That's was sponsoring money. the Mormons? I don't understand. What does that mean? I I have to check with my source on that. You should check with him because that sounds questionable to me. I don't understand why they would be uh, sponsored by anyone. Who who has ever heard of sponsoring religion? Thank you for the call tonight, though, I, and good I, luck with uh, finding out the truth. 
So far, uh, we've heard a couple people tell us, uh, LouRockwell.com seemed pretty pretty sure of themselves on this. One of their writers, I think Rick Fisk, he's down there in Texas. Uh, he seemed pretty certain these people were on welfare. From what he said, the women of the FLDS compound or religion were, uh, since they were not married by law, they were able to apply as a single mother uh, in order to get welfare checks from the Texas state government. So... I'm going to go with LouRockwell.com, but it, hey, anybody can make any claim they want to on this I've show. got a guy who does research for me, too, um, and uh, he has uh, said that that's the case, definitely. That they are on welfare. On, on welfare and getting involved heavily in uh, local governments. Um, you know, So not only are they willing to take the spoils of government, but they are willing to um, use the power of government for their own ends. And this can be one of the problems. Uh, not that uh, D- Dave is trying to mislead us or anything like that. It's one of the problems with hearing something from someone and then trying to communicate it to another person. Do you ever play the old telephone game in school? Yeah, it's, it's amazing how, how much it changes. But Should we explain? what telephone is for those that don't know our international yeah. listeners perhaps do you want to go ahead and explain that mark sure um if you were to take a number of people say five and uh, the more the more the more people you have the more fun right, it the is. longer it is but you, you take you say a f- simple phrase um into uh you know a simple few sentences into one person's ear and then have them tell you know sort of the story to the next person and the mm-hmm. next person and the next person and each time um a person repeats it into the other person's ear the story changes and um you know a little bit sometimes a great deal mm-hmm. And so you have an entirely different story when um, you're done. Right. So it comes back around. Usually you sit in a circle or something like that. Right. And you start on one end, and it comes back around to you after everyone has passed it on one person to the next. And usually by the time it gets back to you, it's something completely incoherent and totally different from your original right. intention. Right. And, and the um, the trick is, well, the way the way that it's it's best seen is if you take those five, the four of the five people out of the room, um, you, you tell the first person the story, and then... That first person is required and sort of in front of the class mm-hmm. to tell the next person. And then you bring him in. The next person tells that person. And then you get to see how it breaks down along the way, too. Mm. And uh, I'll tell you, usually it's one misinformed jackass that screws everything up. I'm not kidding. I've seen this, yeah. <laughs> I've seen this over and over again. One person just, I don't know what, what it is. But well, you just want to mess, you just want to mess with things. You'll no, just change it. it well, I don't think so. I really don't. Oh, I've, I've played it before. I've been that jackass. <laughs> okay. It wasn't that I was misinformed. It's just that I wanted to mess it up. And so I mess it up. But even if you, even if you've got 20 people sitting in a circle that all have the intention to keep the message accurate, it will inevitably change by the time it gets to the end receiver, which might give a, a clue or a hint uh, to, to many of those uh, devo- devoted uh, religious people out there, like the FLDS or, or many fundamentalist Christians out there, to give them a hint as to you know the stuff that's in that old book that you worship so much. Well, that's been translated and passed on, you know, a handful of times, if not more so. So well, they, you might want to ask they, yourself. They'll if, always defend that uh, the Jewish uh, are very, very good at, uh, you know, is that what they'll say? They are. They're very good at uh, keeping their uh, records very, very uh, pristine. Nonetheless, uh, 1-800-259-9231. It's an interesting phenomenon either way. Yeah. So you can take control. There's no here. doubt that the religions have changed, um, you know, throughout history. You can you can yeah. just look at the, uh, you know, at, at how many uh, different sects there were of Christianity in the very beginning, if, and what their different beliefs were, and sure. that kind of thing. And I think one of the reasons why you might see it changed in that way is because there are men, and we know this, there are men in this world that it's their thing to control other people. They love. They're, they're authoritarians. 
they love to control others, right? Mm. And so we know that the sort of the history of organized religion has been a history of controlling other people and getting them to behave in the way that you think is appropriate for them, you being if you're in charge of the religion. And so inevitably, even if it's true that there's a God out there, right, and that he's talking to someone, let's say he's talking to the Pope, right, well, there's no guarantee that the Pope is going to be telling you everything that uh, God is actually saying to him, because anything the Pope says is what the Pope says, not what God says or some ethereal force is telling him. It's it's all subject to his interpretation. So even if these uh, most revered religious leaders, the Joseph Smiths of the world and uh, the, the, the guys that wrote the Bible, even if these people were in touch with some sort of uh, ethereal notions or or a god or whatever it is you want to you want to call it again they wrote down whatever they wanted to write down based on what they wanted and if what they wanted was to control people then that's what they wrote down they wrote down a message that would be used to mold people in the way that they thought was best not it's nothing else beyond that which is why whenever people call in and they tout how great the bible is i always just say look it's just another book it's just another old book. Why is it that old book is so special to you, while the Koran isn't that special? Or and the Epic of Gilgamesh. Yeah. Beowulf. Right. They're all interpretations uh, from one man. So, you can call it the Word of God if you want to, but it looks like words on paper to me. 1-800-259-9231. It looks like the, uh, the, the polygamy people uh, got their money uh, from the Pentagon via machine shops. That was uh, sort of... Contracts? They, yeah, they used to make uh, machine machine parts for apparently... But they don't. That was a long time ago? Is that what you're suggesting? No, no. I mean, I, I think still. there's still some that going on. Uh, the government paid more than $1.7 million hmm. in defense contracts over the last decade to companies owned by leaders um, by uh, leaders of Warren Jeff's polygamous sect with tens of thousands allegedly winding its bake, um, way back to Jeff's and his church. Interesting. I wonder how high up in the rankings of the federal government these people, these... FLDS folks have people. I mean, certainly we know that they've taken over many Utah and Arizona area governments on a local level, but how far up have they uh, managed to go? I don't imagine they've gone up that far. I mean, they just needed content. They need, needed some stuff made. Do you think it was just that the uh, the guys at the local level level were able to pull the right strings at the strings at the federal level to get those contracts for their, sometimes that their buddies? I mean, sometimes you know you you just get where you're going by making a good product. Yeah, that could be. All right, so 800-259-9231. You bring up anything, whether it's uh, religious in nature or one of the issues, anything goes here. I did mention that Salvia is apparently going to be a criminal offense now in the state of Florida, and it joins, I guess, a number of other states that are also looking at doing the same thing, and I think a handful have already done this. Uh, The the bill passed the Senate in Florida by a margin of 39 to 0. The House version passed 109 to 4. So, still, everybody thinks that uh, drugs are bad, and we got to do what we got to do to keep yeah. them out of kids' hands, and pr- making it illegal, that's going to stop kids from getting drugs, because it sure did work with marijuana, didn't it? Mm. Oh, wait, no, sorry. In fact, kids can get marijuana easier now than they can even get alcohol, which is a so-called legal product. But SB340 in Florida uh, criminalizes Salvia Divinorum, also known as the Diviner Sage, among other nicknames. The Florida House approved a companion measure banning the fast-acting short-lived hallucinogen last week. If as expected, the bill is signed by Gov- Governor Charlie Crist. 
Oh, there's no doubt about that. He's going to sign that. Florida will be the latest in what is a rapidly expanding list of states to take action against salvia. The state of Florida will protect the youth by subjecting them and adults to up to five years in prison for possessing salvia, which would be classified in the same category as LSD and marijuana under Florida law. Although lawmakers could cite little data about the use of the herb, especially among teenagers, they said they were increasingly worried about children buying it online. Yep. In fact, I've got a story about one man who did just that. He's not a child. He's a man, and he's facing years in prison as a result of purchasing a plant over the Internet. We'll tell you about that coming up in hour number two, and you can take control of the airwaves. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the show, and you can bring up anything. Toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We mentioned to you a few moments ago that Salvia Divinorum, is going to be made illegal in the state of Florida soon. Uh, Looks like the Senate and the House voted almost unanimously. In the case of the Senate, it was unanimous. In the House, there were only four dissenting votes. To criminalize a plant, yet another plant that, like all other plants, grows from the ground naturally. Uh, They're they're going to make it, I don't know if it's a felony, I guess it will be, um, it's going to be the same as marijuana. So it could be a felony if you have a certain amount of it, that sort of thing. And LSD. Yeah, and LSD. And in case you don't know anything about salvia, we're going to talk about it here uh, for a moment. And we're also going to tell you about a North Dakota man that is facing years in prison. This according to StopTheDrugWar.org after purchasing salvia divinorum on eBay. And what's likely the first arrest for possession of salvia divinorum anywhere in the nation and definitely a first in North Dakota. A Bismarck man now faces years in prison after he bought a few ounces of leaves on eBay. Kenneth Rowe, see, he should have known, Mark. He should have been paying attention. He should have been reading the laws. He should be reading every single new law that comes out as it comes out so he can be atop and abreast of what these legislators, how they want to control his life. He's just not doing his job as a citizen, is he? He's not a citizen. He's a subject. He's a subject. That's a good point. Let's continue, though, and talk about his case. Kenneth Rowe, a bottling plant worker with an interest in herbalism, altered states, and religion and spirituality, was arrested by Bismarck police on April 9th when they searched his home looking for his adult son, who was on probation for drug charges. Police found a marijuana pipe, eight ounces of salvia leaf, a quantity of a... How is it a marijuana pipe if, if he's smoking salvia through it? I think he smoked some marijuana through it as well. How do you know? Well, uh... They didn't find any marijuana, but usually if there's resin of marijuana in no, the pipe, then it's just that's a pipe. Enough. They're, they're, no, they're labeling. This is a well, news I mean, story. They're labeling it whatever they want to label it. Well, now, wait a minute. This is a news story written by StopTheDrugWar.org. Are you sure that it's written? <laughs> yes, this is their feature story from this week's... I don't um, know that I trust look, it. Look, Mark, it says here he's interested in altered states. What do you think that means? 
I, I think he that likes it means to take he drugs. Studying things. It means he likes to take drugs. He also had mushrooms. Okay, he had mushrooms uh, in his possession. It's, it's a marijuana pipe through which he smoked salvia. Therefore, it's a salvia pipe. Okay, whatever you want to call it, uh, and a number of other herbal products. Roe now faces multiple charges, according to the state's attorney. He's being charged with possession of salvia with intent to deliver, as well as possession with psilocybin with intent and possession of marijuana. She said, although Roe told the Chronicle he thought he would have been charged with a school zone violation as well, which would have meant his intent offenses, uh, which uh, which would have made him Class A felonies, felonies punishable by up to 20 years in prison. God. That is not the case. He's not being charged with a school zone violation. So they're going easy on him, and they're only going to give him a handful of years instead, maybe. Uh, it says here that the psilocybin charges could go up in smoke. The mushrooms he possessed are not controlled substances under federal law. And while hallucin- hallucinogenic do not actually contain psilocybin. So the mushrooms he had, by the way, were Amanita muscaria mushrooms. Then how the hell are they going to charge him with uh, the possession of psilocybic mushrooms? Well, they're saying they're going to have to get rid of that charge. Oh, I see. But they can charge him with whatever they want, Mark. You know that. That's they, true. They charge you with all kinds of stuff, and then they drop stuff, right? Yeah. Then they try to give you a deal. Roe was being charged with possession with intent. And by the way, um, if he if they didn't have to take him to court, they could he could still get uh, the psilocybic mush, uh, mushroom charge if if he pled out. Yeah, mean? if he pled yeah. out, that, it doesn't matter whether they prove it. He was being charged with possession with intent to distribute because of the weight of the leaves, said the bureaucrat. We look at the typical use quantity, she said, and it's similar to marijuana with a typical use dose of 0.25 grams to 0.5 grams, and he had significantly more than that, she said. Salvia divinorum, member of the Mexican mint family, has been used by Mazatec shamans for hundreds of years. Smoking or chewing the leaves, or more commonly, concentrated extracts, can produce intense, albeit short-lived, hallucinogenic experiences. While the plant has become notorious through YouTube videos of young people smoking it and behaving strangely, which, those are fun videos. <laughs> I've go, never looked at one. Go to YouTube and look up salvia, and, or salvia trip, or salvia experience, and you'll have a good laugh. Uh, While the plan has become notorious through those videos, it is also of interest to psychonauts, or people attempting to explore consciousness through herbal means. Researchers say that while salvia's effects on consciousness may be disquieting, the plant has not been shown to be toxic to humans. Its effects are so potent, it's unlikely to be used repeatedly, and its active property, salvinorin A, which is the drug, like THC in, in cannabis, salvinorin A for salvia, could assist in the development of medicines for mood disorders. Right. You know, of course, there's medicines out there, and, you know, that's that's the reason God put them out there, so that we could use these things to help us. Plants, you mean, the, the plants. plants that you derive medicines from. Right. Yeah. It's, so, I mean, that's not, I, I just don't understand why they're going to go outlawing these things. You know, I was thinking about the... Because uh, the people's changing their states of consciousness, Mark, and you can't do that except with liquor. You know, I was thinking about the... Uh, this is America! <laughs> I was thinking about the situation with the the mushrooms. You know, um, it's been ruled by the Supreme Court that you can be sentenced for crimes that you were acquitted for. If they can sentence you for one, if they can find you guilty of one charge amongst all the charges that you were um, arrested for. Really? Yep. I've read it on the air here before. Yeah, it's true. Um, So they can can sentence him for 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 the mushrooms, but not necessarily find him guilty for it. There are hazards to messing with hallucinogens. One expert was quick to point out it's a hallucinogen, and while its hallucinogenic actions are different from those induced by LSD and other hallucinogens, it has the liabilities that hallucinogens do. 
according to a professor of pharmacology, the man who isolated salvinorin A, when people take it, they are disoriented. If you don't know where you are and you're driving a car, that would be a bad experience. Oh, that'd be that'd be something entirely different. Driving yes. a car, a motor vehicle, yeah. I mean, we have, have to be a fool. We have charges for driving while intoxicated. Right. You'd have but to you be don't a need fool. A new, yeah, you don't need a new charge for driving while uh, using salvia. It's still intoxicated. This is it not fits a, the definition of intoxicated. This uh, salvia is not a drug where you're at a party, hanging around, someone fires up a joint, and everyone passes it around. This is not that no. kind of drug. And anyone who's ever looked into it would immediately find that out, because the first thing that you read whenever you read anything about salvia is that you need to be very, very careful when you use it. You need to be using it in a situation that is quiet, that is dark, uh, that is relatively secluded, in that there aren't a lot of people around making a lot of noise. And uh, you, it is always recommended that you have a sitter, that there's someone there with you to help take care of you in the instance that you get some crazy idea in your head or uh, in the instance that you drop the lighter or something like that or drop the bowl and right. break something. I mean, or, th- th- this, is not, this is not where you get a little stoned or you get a little drunk or anything like that. You're out of your mind for a period of time, a short period of time. So, well, some might say you're just in a little deeper you're way, way, like, you're not living in this world. That much is true. That's and what the shamans used it for. like it. Right. That's what the shamans used it for, was to take themselves out of this world so they could get perspective on this world from outside of it or from a different uh, uh, dimension or perspective or whatever you want to call it. And, in fact, I've actually got a Salvia, uh, Salvia trip report from one of our listeners that I've been holding on to. And so we'll share uh, one of our listeners' experiences here in a moment. But continue the story here first. Uh, so no one, no one who's ever done salvia would ever recommend to anyone else that they drive a car or operate any sort of heavy machinery or even get up off the couch when they're uh, when they're using it. But let me go on. Of course, the drug warriors will always try to make it sound like the worst possible things will inevitably happen when people use these things, and that's not true. If it were true, then we'd have all kinds of salvia-related deaths. Right. We'd have people throwing themselves off the of stories, the roof. The stories would be everywhere. Right. But they aren't, because salvia is a relatively safe drug when used in a safe way, and there are safe ways to use many One of the illegal drugs. One thing you can drugs. be sure of, though, is... As it got more widespread, more popular, and, and it does seem to be gaining in popularity, somebody is going to get hurt. Oh, it's going to get more popular as soon as it's illegal, I can tell you that, because then the black Absolutely. market dealers are going to pick it up, sure. and they're going to start marketing it to all their current customers, sure. they're going to say, hey, a 10-minute trip, because that's what it is. It's a, a very short, truncated version of a, uh, a trip experience. Yeah. Now, that's being very gen- uh, generic. It's being I personally have never gotten to, I've tried it a few times, and I've never gotten to the, uh, the shaman, shaman state, state. Yeah. As, as it is called. But so many other people have. So it's just a matter of, I think I've just got uh, some bad salvia or something like that. I just got the giggles once, which it was a good case of the giggles. I did enjoy it quite, uh, quite a bit. But it's legal here, right? I don't know. Doesn't matter to me. No, right. I, I'm pretty sure in New Hampshire it is legal, but that can change any time. I think it'll stay legal here. Uh, maybe so, but then again, the feds might make it illegal at the federal level. I know they're considering that. More on Salvia coming up. You can take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. And those do include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo. To prove they listen to the show, just head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's about. Shrine.freetalklive.com. How much do you spend on coffee? 
JustPlainJoe.com offers over 60 different varieties of, um, excuse me, 60 different flavors roasted to order from gourmet Arabica coffee beans and whole bean or ground at just $8 a 12-ounce package. It's roasted fresh to, fresh to order, JustPlainJoe.com. Most orders are delivered within three business days via UPS. You can buy five packages and shave on, save on shipping, JustPlainJoe.com. 1-800-259-9231. Uh, so talking about a story here from the Drug War Chronicle at StopTheDrugWar.org about Salvia Divinorum. And, uh, of course, we're going to take your calls and we'll get to an email with some Salvia experiences from one of our listeners here in a moment to give you an idea of what it is that we're talking about. But essentially it is uh, an herb that has been used for hundreds of years uh, by the Mazatec shamans uh, in Mexico. And now it's being used by many people in America and around the world uh, for various different reasons, mostly, though, for people that are looking for a bit of a different experience. You know, to, looking I bet for it's a legal for the Mazatec Indians to, to use it for their, their religious purposes. Doesn't, doesn't that seem likely? Here in America? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who the Mazatecs are, but it, doesn't it seem likely that we would... The Rastafarians as, have not been getting away with that excuse when it comes to marijuana. Yeah, but it, this, it, it's much more... Um, Native American, do you know what I mean? That yeah, sort but of this is Native Mexican. Mexican-American. Okay, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where, where, where they are. So this is, uh, what, the, the, the tribe itself is uh, south of the border? I believe it is based out of Mexico. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so just to continue the story here, it's about a man in North Dakota who all of a sudden found himself facing some felony distribution charges for Salvia after the police came to search his home looking for his adult son, uh, who was on probation for drug charges. And as you know, if you let the cops into your house, now they might have had a warrant for the son, but we know that if the cops come across other stuff that they that wasn't necessarily listed in the warrant, it used to be that stuff had to be thrown out, but now it can be admissible. Now you can get charged for all kinds of things uh, it, that they find, even if that's one... Even if that wasn't what they were originally looking for, in that case, that's what happened with Kenneth Rowe in North Dakota. Uh, so according to one of the uh, experts who apparently isolated the active ingredient of salvia, salvinorin A, he told the Drug War Reform Network, or Drug War Chronicle, that while it might freak you out, it's not going to kill you. He says there's no evidence for, or of any overt toxicity, and there are no reports in the medical literature that anyone has ever died from it. No, that's, that hasn't stopped him with marijuana. Nope. The same thing's true with marijuana. Yep. Well, they're gonna Alcohol love this. kills people every day. This is great for them, Mark. I mean, this is a brilliant move for the drug warriors because it's yet another bulky, sticky, green yeah. substance that's going to stink. Well, I don't yeah. know how sticky and it is. It, but and the more, uh, the more illegal they make it, the more, li- the more it's going to spread. The more people are going to yep. hear about it, the more they're going to want to try it. The more they can bust, the more cash they can confiscate and so on and so forth the caveat here is that there have been no former formal studies done on humans but the animal data suggests it doesn't kill animals even given in massive doses and that's usually but not always Same's true with marijuana predictive for human pharmacology the dea considers salvia a drug of interest but has yet to move to place it under the controlled substances act a dea spokes bureaucrat said that the plant is being reviewed to see if it meets the criteria for inclusion on the list of controlled substances now look I don't know what their criteria is, but I imagine it's, hmm, can we make more money off of this? <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, look, those other states are doing it, so we should do it, too. I think it's probably just going to be a matter of time now. Oh, I would agree. But driven by little more than the YouTube videos and the story of one Delaware youth whose parents blamed his suicide on Salvia, state legislators have not waited for the DEA's measured considerations to act since Delaware becomes the first state to is ban Salvia. Is your mommy Salvia. a scientist? How does she know Salvia killed you? Yeah, well, I think what probably happened there, and I have no idea what the case was about, but, you know, parents don't want to blame themselves for bad parenting. Sure. So it's easy to blame an, an inanimate object like a drug. 
Why was your son using drugs in the first place? Maybe it's because you're a jerk. Maybe it's because he didn't like his life. Maybe it's because he was rebelling against you and you told him not to. Maybe it's all your fault. I like. I don't know what the reasons are. I think some kids just experiment with drugs, but sure, y- you know. I mean, but it's a cop out for the parents. Some kids are. The fact is, if you have a drug that somebody can smoke, or you know, not a really drug, a plant that people can smoke and get high, and people can kill themselves and uh, and do. And both of those things are independent facts. Sooner or later, those two facts are going to cross. Somebody who has smoked a drug is going to commit suicide. That's all. Mm-hmm. It's just statistics. Absolutely. Since Delaware became the first state to ban salvia, a handful of others, including North Dakota, followed suit. As we talk about on this show, when one government gets a bad idea as to how to rule your life, it inevitably spreads to other governments. And moves are currently afoot in a number of other states to join the club. Salvia became illegal on August 1st of 2007 uh, after a bill sailed through the legislature earlier this year, earlier last year, I guess. None of the three legislators respond to requests for comment. After Mr. Rowe was arrested earlier this month, Bismarck police warned it could be only the beginning in this fight against the member of the Mint family. Yay, Mint. So Mm -hmm. said one of the police lieutenants, it sure looks like there could be a market based on the amount he had. This is the first we've seen of it. While Salvia information on websites like Salvia.net do place a single dose between 0.25 and 1 gram, similar to their estimates, the government's estimates, intent to deliver still seems like a stretch. According to Roe, this is the guy that was arrested, he says, I bought 8 ounces of leaf on eBay by bidding $32 for it. Now they're charging me with possession with intent. That's silly. Nobody wants leaves. Everyone's buying those 10x, 20x, and 30x extracts. Uh, so, you know, what happens there is the people that prepare the salvia tincture, tinctures or whatever, uh, they extract... So you drink it? No, nah, that was probably the wrong word. Okay. Tincture is made with alcohol. I guess they use... Anyway, they mm-hmm. prepare this uh, extraction uh, from the salvia leaf, and they manage to essentially concentrate the active ingredient in mm-hmm. this uh, 20X and 30X stuff. Roe was also uh, not impressed by the prosecutor's dosage estimates... He complained that this is a clear ploy to exaggerate the number of saleable units. These drug warriors have long used this ploy to make dealers out yep. of everyone. Yeah, they, well, that's absolutely, because they don't get as much money, they don't get as much time, and, and the fact is, they do get more money for people being in prison. They, that's what they want, that's what their jobs are. They don't get any kind of accolades for busting somebody for possession. They get accolades for busting dealers. That's what people want to get caught. They want the dealers caught. So what do they do? They make more Dealers. Accepting those figures, he says an ounce of salvia would give 120 doses and make anyone holding an ounce of it a dealer. And this is ridiculous since an ounce is clearly the standard saleable unit for the leaf. Applying the prosecutor's standard marijuana dosage in saleable quantity would be the amount that would fit in the end of a pinch hitter. This standard would make anyone holding even an eighth of an ounce of marijuana into a dealer. He also scoffed at the notion that anyone's going to be buying fractions of an ounce of salvia leaf. He says you can buy an ounce online for as little as 10 bucks. Who's going to split that up into smaller quantities? Yeah. Hell, you would probably end up spending more on the baggies than you did on and, the leaf. And here's the thing about you know, the, uh, what, the, the North Dakota um, mm-hmm. legislature came up with, uh, we're going to make salvia illegal. And then they decided, well, we're going to make uh, this amount uh, possession with intent. You know, we're going to upgrade this. This person, a person with this amount is, you know, X amount, they're a dealer. How the hell do these legislators, uh, what qualifies them? They don't know anything about 
Salvia. They know how to put people they in jail cells. They don't talk to anybody who knows about Salvia. But they know how to make laws, Mark. Right, that's and what that's they all. Do. They just came up with arbitrary laws. They just made up a number and said, that's that's what makes a guy a dealer. Uh, what can we do to make more people in our uh, fill our prison cells? Maybe that's what they I ask I don't themselves. think that that's what they're thinking. But, uh, you no, know, they're thinking we need to stop people from behaving in the way that we don't like this them This here's a plan just like marijuana. Let's just make it just like marijuana. What? People are getting high out there. we got to stop this stuff. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Never going to stop it. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You take control via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. We're talking about Salvia right now. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the bulletin board system. With over 2,000 people interacting, over 340,000 posts. There's lots to talk about, including Salvia trip reports. There are a few threads about uh, Salvia on there. You can join the discussion for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. As we continue, uh, finish up this story here and then go to your phone calls about Salvia divinorum, a plant. Much like marijuana, as in it's green and it grows from the earth naturally. Uh, that's really the only similarity. It's actually a, a member of the Mexican mint family. It's been used by the Mazatec shamans for hundreds of years. So Indian shamans have been smoking this plant or chewing on this plant for They've a long time. They've been getting messages from God. Well, they, they, they certainly believe so, and I'm sure a number of people that have uh, tried this would probably agree with that. Uh, but apparently nobody in government likes anyone to have any fun. No one likes anybody to alter their state of consciousness if it's not with the approved government sources of nicotine and uh, alcohol. Mm. And so, therefore, they have now added this drug in Florida, in North Dakota, in Delaware, and a handful of other states to the list of illegal felony narcotics. And one man in North Dakota found out the hard way. Uh, his name is Kenneth Rowe, and he got in trouble for having for purchasing an ounce or a couple ounces of salvia over the Internet on eBay. You can go right now. And buy salvia online in any old state that you're in. Some sellers are aware of the laws, and they will not sell to you if you are in the states that have passed those laws. But yep. that's not to guarantee they're, they are all aware of it. So don't expect the sellers to keep you safe from the cops. In fact, this particular gentleman, Roe, had no idea about the law. He says this is ridiculous legislative overreaching. The, uh, they only based it on those wacky YouTube videos, and even on those, you see people trying to abuse the stuff as much as possible and yeah, ham it up. <laughs> and he says it still doesn't hurt them. And why jump from selling it in stores to making it a felony, he asked. Don't they do misdemeanors anymore? I didn't even know it was illegal here. And with their first prosecution, they go for the max. And so maybe uh, the North Dakota police will start putting up eBay auctions uh, to try to snag their own citizens here as they continue to be ignorant of the new laws that have been passed. Because, again, who in their right mind has the time or could possibly understand all of the laws? Who could possibly no read or understand all of the laws they passed? Anyway, the local TV station uh, apparently inadvertently supported Mr. Rowe's point. At the time of this writing, an online version of the news report about his arrest was still pulling up Salvia ads by Google. Uh, Roe emailed the link proving that Salvia ads are still showing up on computers in North Dakota. 
A mild-mannered 46-year-old, his interest in Salvia derived from a broader interest in herbalism, religion, and spirituality, as well as efforts to deal with his own inner demons. He said, I read that Salvia facilitates lucid dreaming, so I tried chewing some leaves before bedtime, and it was interesting because I would see faces and remember names I had long forgotten. He'd also tried Salvia as a cure for depression. He said, I have a, some childhood issues to deal with, and they had me on Paxil. They want you to take their pharmaceuticals, but if you want to take an herbal remedy, they want to throw you in prison. Are they going to save me from myself by throwing me in prison for years? Well, that's what it's looking like. Yeah, that's, well, that's what they do. Uh, according to this, uh, Roe is now fighting for his freedom, but there aren't many resources in North Dakota, and he doesn't even have a lawyer yet. He says the ACLU doesn't even list anyone in this state. Still, no. he said, his arrest has motivated him. Maybe this is an opportunity for me to join the fight, he said. I'd never been a drug user, never been arrested. I started experimenting with this stuff because I thought it was legal. I didn't want to get into trouble, but now they're treating me just like some meth dealer. 1-800. That's all they know how to do. Yep. All they know is how to use force. And the fact is, using force on drug users does not stop them from using drugs in the future. All you end up doing is ruining their lives taking away their freedom from them, and then finally, after they've ticked away enough days in your jail cell, you let them back out into the world with a criminal record, and you're surprised if they go back and start using drugs again? No drug user I have ever known has ever gotten out of jail and said, well, that's it, I'm done. No, the first thing <laughs> they do is they roll up a big fat spliff and get high, because that's the, the moment they've been waiting for. Well, they do have some treatment programs in uh, you know, the Department of Corrections and that kind of thing, and I think that those help some people. Only if they want that help. They're absolutely you true. You can't force someone to absolutely get help. Absolutely true. Which is why I'm so saddened when I see some people in this... Uh, the in the anti-prohibition movement advocating for treatment programs instead of jail. Certainly it's a step in the right direction, but not much of one, because you're still forcing someone to do something against his or her will, and as long as you're doing that, you're going to have poor, uh, you're going to have poor recidivism rates. Well, uh, and another thing that states have done is they've passed these 85% rules, is that you've got to do 85% of your time, that's mm -hmm. it. Well, Duh. If you were to give people um, incentive to take these drug treatment programs like time off of their sentence, then they would. And when they do it, they're going to do it with the right attitude or a better attitude yeah, in, maybe a in their mind. Better, maybe. Yeah, you know, they're going to be positive about it. But either way, government is not the solution here. And there's not a, there's not a problem in the first place. People no. using drugs to it alter all their, be legal. Right, to alter their states of consciousness, while it may be anathema to the way you live your life, if you're one of those straight-edge people that doesn't drink or doesn't smoke or doesn't do any drugs, you may disagree with that lifestyle, but why don't you just leave it there? I don't agree with your lifestyle. How about that? But I'm not trying to force my lifestyle upon you. Right. I would never throw you in a jail cell if you didn't join my religion or if you didn't join my club. And that's the that's the difference. It's not like you have an opinion and I have an opinion. I have an opinion and then you have an opinion that you're willing to use force to, you know, back up. And that's the yep. difference. If you believe that somebody should be thrown in jail for using a drug, you don't just have an opinion. You're dangerous. Grow up. You're like a bully on a schoolyard. Get a life. Well, let's go to the phone calls. Dale in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Line. Dale. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Yeah, well, you confused me for a second when you said Dave. <laughs> so, I said Dale. Yeah, I thought I might are. talk about my experience with Salvia. Yes, sir. Um, so I've only done it once. And I did it with a couple of friends uh, during Liberty Forum. They came over to my house, and we were hanging out. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were going to they, – they, one of them did it, actually, but I don't think he got a good – you know, it's, it seems to be really iffy, depending on how you inhale it and whether you hold your breath properly and all that yeah. stuff. And uh, it's 50, it was 15 times, and I was 
like the best, uh, the the easiest way to describe it is like the, the physical world kind of lost any meaning. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. Like I was inside my head, you know. And uh, had you ever done anything like uh, that before? Uh. Uh-uh. Okay, so no LSD or anything like that. Shrooms. Shrooms. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I never had. I never had a very powerful experience from them. I don't gotcha. know. Yeah. So um, as far as like a shaman experience, it's the only thing I've ever experienced like that. And I know there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of YouTube videos that people can always search on YouTube and see people smoking salvia and kind of see what so they can get an idea what to expect. Oh, that's they act very silly. They're very silly to watch. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the thought of getting up off of my bed and walking around or going driving, I mean, it, I just can't even fathom it no. in that state. I mean, I. I didn't even. I couldn't even walk. I, at the at the time, I was so gone into it, and it was mm-hmm. only for like three minutes, though. Literally yeah. for three minutes, where I'm just—it's like you're having a dream while you're awake. Right now, nobody's going to uh, smoke salvia and then decide to drive a car. Nope, that's not going to happen. You won't make it to the car. No, you you won't. Now, it may be possible. You don't even know how to put the car, the key in the. In the, in the <laughs> it may be possible that you could be driving a car, smoke salvia, and then then you're going to crash, and then begin uh, yeah, begin to have an experience. In which case, you're going to crash that car. Yeah. You're going to be a dangerous driver right away and we have laws to handle this we don't need an additional law driving while intoxicated driving recklessly these are laws that we already have yep, that's covered yeah and if you ever once you've done it one time you will never ever consider like doing it while you're in a car nope. or anything like that but if you just watch the youtube videos and you see these guys you'll go okay i'm not going to do that in a car you know so but yeah i mean it's like uh I, it, I, the way i describe it is like the universe exploded and i was the only person in it and uh Everything, you know, it's, it's, it was, uh, it was beyond an illusion. It was, it was, you know, you, I can't even describe. What you were it feeling it. With, were you feeling with all your senses? I mean, was what you were seeing changing? Was what you were feeling oh, different? Yeah. yeah, I think there was that tunnel effect where things are flying at you, kind of, and you're like you're flying through a tunnel, sort of. Everything's. But you're actually just constantly. sitting on your couch. <laughs> I'm sitting on my couch, and uh, but it's and, like driving and, through was, a tunnel. Yeah, it was, it was, but it wasn't just visual. It was like, you know, there was also, you know, any sounds. Oh, and I think people were talking to me, and the things that they said were just reverberating and repeating. Yeah. Like someone said, I think they were just saying, are you okay? Of no importance. I kept hearing that over and over again, and that phrase had so much significance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't ask, hang on, I'm going to bring you back. Don't ask someone if they're okay if they've just smoked salvia. They're fine. They can't communicate with you, so don't even bother asking them questions. More on the way. You take control. Hour three is coming up. Or not hour three. The next segment is. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Do you want to easily update the look of those old cabinets or that old set of drawers? Well, InnerKnobs.com offers a wide variety of knobs and pulls for every taste and budget. Save 10% on your order by using code FTL at checkout. That's InnerKnobs.com, I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. Or see their banner at FreeTalkLive.com, InnerKnobs.com. 800-259-9231. You want to help support Free Talk Live? You can go shopping with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com if you enter Amazon through that link. Anything you purchase? Free Talk Live gets a cut, so that's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. I don't know if they sell salvia, though. I'll have to check on that. Let's go back to Dale in New Hampshire. You're back on the amp line. 
so, Dale, you were telling us about your experiences with salvia, the Mexican uh, herb that uh, it's in the mint family that many states are now outlawing. They're now making it a felony in North Dakota. A man is facing years in prison for purchasing an ounce of it over eBay. And other states are also looking at criminalizing it. Also, the the DEA is also looking at this. And you've tried it, and you say it's safe, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you just just like anything, you just know what you're doing. Watch watch people doing it on video, and you'll know what to expect. And yeah, well, there are websites yeah. you can go to like arrowid.org, e-r-o-w-i-d.org, which is sort of this compendium of drug information uh, on pretty much any drug that you can think of. They've got all kinds of info, and it's very informative and very interesting. And that's a good place to start if you're considering doing any drug. And, of course, it's always recommended that you be safe and that you be educated and that you understand exactly what it is you're getting into here. And I think most of the people that try salvia understand what it is they're getting into, and they're going to do it safely, and that's why we haven't had a glut of problems over the years of people doing this drug. And it has been relatively safe, and it is very short, uh, short-lasting. But now people are going to be put into prison cells because they've decided they want to alter their state of consciousness, and it's just an absolute tragedy. Dale, what other comments did you have for us tonight? You know, well, real, real quick on salvia, it's also extremely brief. I mean, my experience was very intense, but three minutes max, probably. And then a, a little bit of lingering a, uh, after effect that, you know, even though... I'll, I'm sorry, I'll Dale, let me interrupt coherent. you. Can you hear that beeping? Can, can, beeping. No, a, I don't hear any beeping. Okay, I think there's something wrong with our phone lines over here. Go ahead with the with your point. Okay, so yeah, it's extremely brief. I mean, mine was maybe three minutes before I was coherent again. And then... You, you get really hot afterward, too. Like, it heats up your body, your body metabolism or something. Hmm. So it's so good for losing weight. a lot of clothes. <laughs> I, I remember I, I, I took off my clothes and put on shorts right afterward, and my friends were like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> yeah. I was sweating. Dale, have you ever played, the, like, the breathing game? We've read about this on the air where uh, people sort of, I don't know, hyperventilate themselves, and it causes them to uh, see visions and that kind of thing? Do you know what uh, I'm talking about? I did that when I was in high school. Yeah, and it caused me to pass out. Now, so, so, okay, so you have done this um, the, the, this breathing game thing. Was the high that you got on the breathing game similar to the salvia? Because that's kind of the, the what I've heard described. It's it's similar. Yeah, uh, I don't. You know, I can't, it's been too long. But I remember that uh, it was. I it actually, I actually passed out from it. I mean, I was complete, I was disconnected from the world from but the breathing for how long? game thing. You passed out for seconds, right? Oh, I think yeah, just very briefly. That's kind of what happens. Very briefly. Yeah, I mean, that to me is scary. I mean, that seems scarier than salvia, okay. actually. Well, yeah, because then uh, you're cutting off your circulation, and that's not a good yeah. thing at all. At least with salvia, you can breathe. Hey, uh, Dale, thanks for the call tonight. I know you had something else you wanted to cover. We're having some phone line troubles, but thank you. 800-259. I think there's a call waiting on that line, and I didn't... I it was not my intention to have call waiting on that line, so oh, that's what's going on. We'll have to fix that. All right, 800-259-9231. We've got a little more about Salvia, but other calls are holding, so let's go to them and first talk to Paul in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Paul. Hello. Hello. I'd like to just know your opinion on uh, what What do you think about why Ron Paul really never had a chance at becoming president, and should there be an IQ test before you're allowed to vote because uh, it's uh, the presidential election. It's almost like a circus now. And that's my question. And my comment is about this salvia. Uh, 
First oh, of can all, we wait on the comment? Uh, Let's get to the question first. Hold on, Paul. Paul, Paul, Paul let me. Let's, any kind of Paul, Paul, let me Paul hold on. Let's well, answer the well, question you're about. You're giving me all the time you need, Paul. Right. Let's answer Let's the question about Ron first before we get confused. Okay, Mark, did you want to address the Ron Paul thing? Sure. I think that the reason that Ron Paul didn't make it is because Americans really don't understand liberty. They they want to. They also didn't know he was there either. Well, I I think to some extent they did. I mean, there was some coverage, but they're they're voting for Hillary because she's a woman. They're voting for Barack because he's a beautiful black man. You know, they're voting for uh, John McCain because he wants to kill people. Well, no, he was a POW. He's a war hero. Um, You know, I mean, they're they're you know, there's there's very simple little sound bites that people are given, and they go back to watching E Entertainment. Just as long as they're on American Idol, right? Right. Yeah. And by the way, I think American Idol is probably a superior way to do the primary um, uh, primary election than what we currently have. Um, you yeah, get, you get a better yeah. idea, but um, I don't think that uh, as far as voting goes, I don't know that there should be an IQ test. I don't think that, like for instance, you might be the smartest guy in America. You might have an IQ of 211. You're still not smart enough to make decisions for me. You know, like I yeah. could be just an average, ordinary guy, but you don't know what the right decisions are for me. The so problem is voting, right? The problem is voting. The, the problem's the system, not voting for for representatives, but the representatives voting to make laws. Right, and there's no amount of tweaking that you can do to this federal government that's going to make it any less tyrannical, or is going to make it turn away and turn a, turn around and and grow smaller or, or shrink down in size instead of continually growing. It's just a, it's a it, it's too corrupt. It's all over and done with. The Constitution was a wonderful idea, but the fact is it has either authorized all the awful things that have happened or has been powerless to present it or to prevent it. It's, it's one or the other. And so to, it seems to me that instead of focusing on little tweaks and changes, we should focus on achieving liberty in our lifetime through whatever means. Uh, that, I say secession. Oh, yeah, secession okay, is the way to now go. Let me, let me ask you this. about the. Uh, what do you think about the Pope coming in here? Uh, to America and mixing politics with religion, trying to drum up some support for ca- for, for uh, the Catholic Church and their child molesting ways. After they molest, they, they spent uh, three billion dollars since 1950 uh, to pay for for these molestation cases. And here he shows his face and has the audacity to come on TV and and spew his rhetoric. I, I don't. I have a little little opinion about the Pope and and that kind of thing. I mean, I think the Catholic Church needs to step into, well, the uh, the, the second, the third millennium here or whatever, and and decide that its priests can marry. I think that their biggest problem here in the United States is that the priests are celibate, and therefore what you end up having is people that are trying to run from their sexuality. They end up with a lot of pervs as a result, Mm -hmm. and uh, those pervs inevitably are touching kids. I think they would have still touched kids. They would have not worn Catholic robes as a result, but the Catholic Church needs to you know, get itself out of the perv business. Yeah, then by, they'd just be the perv in the van, you right. know, the, the, by the, the park. What happened to the separation between church, uh, church and state? What happened to that? Well, it's nonsense. I mean, whenever you have power sitting around waiting for people to take hold of it, inevitably people that are in search of power will go after it. And the fact is the history of uh, organized religion has been a history of controlling mankind. And so inevitably many of the people in, involved in organized religion are also the same people that are looking for power. So you'll see that crossing over between the two of them. The solving, right. the solve to that problem is to eliminate the state. Then you don't have any problems okay, anymore. Now, now about the salvia. Yes, sir. What, uh, first of all, uh, if people want to do drugs, that's that's their business, of course, and you know yes, they're going to do whatever they want. But uh, it's almost like uh, you hear a lot of people saying, "I want to." Uh, you talking about let's drink some beer, 
And then all they do is sit around for three hours talking about, oh, I was so drunk, I was so drunk. Well, you know what's the phys- what the physical reaction is going to be, so what's it surprising to you? Just like these people talking about, oh, I was so messed up on South, yeah, I was so messed up. Okay, good. Who cares? You know, I mean, go get messed up again. I mean, let me, what do you expect it to do? I mean, you know what I mean? Just shut well, up. Well, first of all, I think you're, you're dealing you're with... Do. First of all, I think you're dealing with two different viewpoints. I think that uh, there are two very distinct viewpoints amongst people that uh, would consider themselves drug users. One is that sort of uh, young kid mentality of, hey, let's go get effed up on whatever, you know, fill in the blank, alcohol, for the eternal buzz. you know, whatever, let's get effed up. And then there are others who are looking for an exploration. They're looking to explore their mind. They're looking for something alternative. They're looking to, to an altered state where, uh, you know, instead of getting effed up, they're getting high. They're getting a different uh, state of being from that and so it's kind of a different viewpoint and so not everyone that wants to get uh, not everyone that wants a drug experience is looking to get effed up I think there's a significant difference between being effed up and being high I don't know if that makes any sense to you though does it Oh, oh, he's gone. We so, didn't do that, by the way. Uh, the um, I, I'd like to, you know, I, I'd like to come at it from where he's coming at it from. Uh, to some extent, I'm of the opinion that drinking beer, smoking marijuana, those kind of things allows, you know, doesn't allow you to be vigilant for liberty, right? You could hear what I what smoked he was a saying. lot of damn marijuana, Mark. Are you saying I'm not vigilant? You could hear when you're high, you're not. You, oh, what do you know about what no, I'm like when I'm high? Because when the cops, if the cops bust in here while you're high, you're not going to remember to record them or whatever. Oh, come and on, Mark. You're not out there doing cop watch. That's you're not nonsense. out there protesting. I, it's That's nonsense. Number one, I got baked before I went to cop watch last week, so don't try to tell me those things. <laughs> Hour three's coming up. You take control. Don't drink a beer before you do it. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. We launch into hour number three of the program. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Still lots to talk about here tonight, uh, including machine guns in New York City. Now, you thought you weren't allowed to have machine guns in New York City, and, well, it turns out you're not. We'll tell you who is here in a moment. Uh, but first, we've got to go to your phone calls. That's what the show's all about. Let's talk to... Justin in Maryland. Justin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Do we have Justin? Justin in Maryland? Hello. Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Yeah, I want to talk about this bill called the uh, – it's it's a bill but for artists. Okay, there's a bill here called um, – let's see, what is it called? Yeah, it's called – it's uh, here. let me see what I got here online. Get it up there. Come on. you got to be <laughs> okay. prepared. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, we can't the listen. So, yeah. <laughs> We're not going to listen to audio over your phone, man. You what this will do? This will basically take the right, as me as an artist, because I am an artist, okay? Mm It will take the right for me to own my own work unless I pay for the rights. Now, where is this? In Maryland? No, this is everywhere. This is going in Congress. It's a federal It's a corporate bill that the lobbyists are trying to get in there. Like the big entertainment companies are trying to lobby for this big bill. It's all over the Internet. It's spreading like wildfire. What does it do exactly? How does it? It basically says... 
if you paint something or make a movie or anything like that, you don't have the rights to it unless you pay for it. So you pay the government, presumably, for that. Yeah, it's basically government regulating it. So instead of copyright, you'd actually have to go and uh, go through some sort of approval process in order to gain the copyright at this point. Would this sort of replace the copyright process or supplant it? Well, you have to pay for it with money. I understand that. You're saying you'd have to pay in order to get a copyright, right? Is that what you're saying? That means anyone can use your work. Hmm. Unless you get the copyright on it, which is going to cost money now. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they're going to make sure it's, it's a way to, to take out the little guy. Yeah, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Well, you know, good luck with uh, getting them to overturn that. Thank you for the call tonight, 800-259-9231. Don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. More control for the government is what they want. More cash. I mean, it, it used to be that you could mail something to yourself, and that would be good enough for a copyright claim. You know, it's one of those, uh, explana- uh, uh, you know, sort of explanations for government that uh, I have uh, traditionally looked at and said, well, this is a legitimate role of government in certain areas of intellectual property, not the ones they're currently in, certain areas of intellectual property, that's where the government belongs. But, you know, it's the same thing's happening. Here's the little guy getting screwed because what's politics? It's a way to reward your friends and punish your enemies. Right. So, I'm against intellectual property myself, but I'm also against uh, plans like this that'll put some people in one category and other people in another category and favor one uh, group over another with government force. I would just rather see no one having a right to their ideas except beyond what they can protect, except beyond what right. I don't think any, the marketplace will not protect. Not too many people are very concerned about the big, big companies having the right to protect their products. Yeah. It's the little guy protecting his that most people care about. The little it, tinkerer in his uh, a garage and, well... The U.S. government's taking away his right what to, a shock. Uh, you know, to, to protect his the government uh, bending, inventions. The government's bending a little guy over the barrel again. And, and the big uh, to, to the uh, you know the little guy's detriment and the, to the uh, the big guy's benefit. Welcome to America. Let's continue with the calls. Jason is on the line in Arkansas on the amp line. Hello, Jason. Hello, Ian. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, I was I was calling to ask you about. I've been thinking about going to law school, and I was wondering what you guys' Ew. opinion about. Law is. It stinks. I mean, is, law sucks. is that a. <laughs> you I know mean, the, would it be wrong for me to get into law? No. Basically? There's some good libertarian um, lawyers out there. Um, you should do whatever you feel is right for your life, Jason. If that's what you feel like you want to do with your time and your, your life, then that's absolutely what you should do. And there are libertarians that are inside the system. There are libertarian cops and libertarian lawyers and. Libertarian bureaucrats, believe it or not, and I'd rather have libertarians inside the system. You, you go into law school to get rich? No. <laughs> oh, no? God, no. Okay. I'm just making, you know, that's that's what people think when they go to law school, in a, a great deal of the cases. And if that's the case, you're going to be chasing ambulances and or you're going to be trying to put together a class action suit that isn't going to represent your uh, clients very well. Yes. No, I was, I was planning to go into it for constitutional law and contract law. Okay. Like business contract law. Yeah, that's so. cool, man. I mean, uh, you know, they can change their uh, laws any old time they want to, and uh, they can change uh, their interpretations of the Constitution. So you have to kind of roll with those changes as a lawyer, and you have to be obedient to whatever the Supreme Court and the bar says that you have to be obedient to. So you are joining, you are joining the system, and you should understand that in, in advance that you know you you aren't going to be able to get in front of a courtroom and and use some. Uh, 
alternate method of defending a client like maybe Mark Stevens could from Adventures in Legal Land or someone might do on their own, you'll have to adhere to the rules of the, the bar, which means you have to play by uh, the government's uh, rule book. So, you know, if you're willing to do all that, then by all means, you should follow your bliss and, and do what you think is right. I don't know. I've just... Uh, do you love the idea? I've been trying idea? to figure out what... Anyway. Uh, well, that, that's... I, I'm just trying to figure out what to do with my life, and oh, how old are you? Is kind of screwed it up. <laughs> how old are you? So I'm 24. 24, fresh uh, out of college, or what? What's your uh, college? Yeah, fresh out of fresh out of fresh out of college. What did you so. get a, a college degree in? Political science and international affairs. <laughs> I wanted to work for the State Department. <laughs> oh and wow! And then I started learning what they did, and oops, it's hard. Uh, I'm sorry yeah. to sh- I'm sorry we led you to shattering your uh, your former dreams, Jason. Now, are you a Free State Project member, perchance? I'm a friend of the Free State Project, and I've thought about joining. Go ahead and do that tonight. Yeah, uh, go s- go ahead and get signed up because this is where the action is. This is where the uh, the liberty activism is. And if you're going to be a lawyer and a liberty friendly lawyer, inevitably there are going to be some free staters that might get themselves into trouble with the law, and they might be able to use your services. But either way, if you end up here in New Hampshire, Jason, and uh, you still don't know what you want to do, I'm turning him down a little bit there because the screaming children. <laughs> uh, but if, if if you still don't know what you want to do, this might be a good place to figure it out because you're going to be surrounded by people of an entrepreneurial mindset. Many of them, many of these Free State Project members that have moved here to New Hampshire in order to be activists for liberty, I think are a little bit more likely than others to uh, to be entrepreneurial. And there are a lot of business opportunities out there. And you know, maybe something will be presented to you here that would never be presented to you anywhere else, and it might spark your fancy. Or you can follow that law path here too. I, I think, or at least somewhere. I, I'd like by. to tell real quickly what happened to me is I went from job to job to job after I got out of prison. I was, you know, I, I wanted to make money. I wanted to work for myself. I just didn't really know what to do, and I didn't really like any of it that I did. And, it, you know, the stuff I found I didn't didn't really enjoy. One day uh, a guy walked into a gym where I was working as a personal trainer, and, uh, you know, I sold him a gym membership, and he said, you know, you're a good, pretty good salesman. Why don't you come out and, uh, you know, see me at the radio station? And, and that man was Big Jim Davis. That, and and I never sold another gym membership. It, it was just, you know, I found by sheer luck what it was I loved doing. And, you know, go look in those, you know, funny little places and do some different things. I don't, I don't know that it, I think it's a great idea to go to law school for three years without having been a lawyer to know whether that's a great idea. You got to try it before you buy it. You can't be a lawyer without going to law school, though, Mark. But so you can you be an that? intern. You can you can see what sure. lawyers do. You can see whether that makes sense for you. You can work That's in a, a law point. office for a year. Have you done any of that, Jason? Um, I'm cur- currently working for a lobbying firm in here in Arkansas. How's that going for we you? Tried, uh, it's going pretty well. I mean, most of what we do is try to prevent the government from passing taxes on our industry I and see nothing regulations wrong with that. and things like that. I see nothing wrong with that as long as they're not out, uh, you know, trying to to bend the laws in their favor um, in the sense that other people get hurt. I would say that if you have to ask someone if, uh, you know, you should do a certain thing, then you probably aren't so certain yourself. If you feel certain that you're, you know, that this is what you want, that, you know, you've always wanted to do this or that there's something really exciting to you about it, then you should go and do it. But if you're uncertain about it and you aren't sure what it is you want, and that's kind of the impression I'm getting from you here, if you're not certain what it is you want to do, 
then it doesn't make sense to go and get into even further debt if you're already in debt from uh, your earlier college to go in even further and take I don't know how many years of law school in order to become a lawyer when you aren't even sure if that's actually going to satisfy you. So you may want to take a little bit more time and, like I said, get into a more uh, productive environment. Be surrounded by people that think like-minded. And who I don't knows think there's what, any reason to rush off to more college. Yeah. Really, who, I don't. Who knows what opportunities are going to pop up, but I think you're going to find more of them here in New Hampshire. Thank you for the call tonight, and good luck with your decision. 800-259-9231. I mean, if you know what you want, and if what you want is to be a lawyer, then go for it. But if you aren't sure, hold off. See what else comes up. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 800-259-9231, and it's in here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and those features include live streaming, a broadband version, and dial-up version of the program, uh, both free for you at freetalklive.com. Uh, also, the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is better known as Porkfest. It's happening June 9th through the 15th, and at Porkfest, you'll be able to meet your Internet and Free Talk Live friends and make new ones and see firsthand why New Hampshire is one of the country's best places to live. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at Porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Just a couple more thoughts uh, for Jason. Uh, the guy from Arkansas just got out of college. He's 24, uh, 24 years old. He's not sure what he wants to do with his life, and he's thinking about becoming a lawyer. And I think it's great. I mean, that's the direction he wants to go in. I would never tell someone to not do something that they want to do. But the thing with Jason is he's not really too sure what it is he wants to do. And when you're in that place, when you're in that place of uh, not being sure, I think that you want to be sure that you're not going the wrong direction. So what you might want to do... A lot of people, what their advice is, will just keep going to school. And yeah, keep spending money. Right, keep spending an incredible amount of money and going Law in school, going oh. in directions that may or may not be where you want to go. Right, and then if you go in that direction and you find out, no, this isn't for me after all. Now you've thrown more money down a rat hole, right. and you'll be and working your whole life even, to get it. Right, paid. it's not even money <laughs> thrown down a rat hole. It's money you don't have thrown down a rat That's hole a good at point. four or five percent interest that you've got to pay. You can't even declare bankruptcy to get it off of good you. Good point. You're paying interest to the rat hole at right. that point. Uh, so what I've got to say is go out and work in whatever your chosen line of uh, you know work is whatever it is that you think you want to do in his case he thinks he might want to be a constitutional and business uh, contract mm-hmm. uh, you know law type attorney well go and tell um, you know some law firms that that's what you want to do and you want to work there please come up with um, you know some you know come up with some work for me I want to you know, want to intern and what you might want to consider as you're looking through all of this uh, is is Looking at the things you enjoy. Now, n- there's not always a way to monetize these things, or at least not always immediately. But mm-hmm. but look immediately at the things that you like to do with your time. Whatever it is that you enjoy the most. If there's some way that you can get a job that's at least even tangential, uh, tangentially related to it. If you like movies, work at a movie theater. You're probably going to make minimum wage, but you know it's something, and it might be 
interesting to you. Uh, and who knows what avenues will open up from following one particular direction. But, you know, when I was growing up, I always liked radio. And inevitably, I went and became an intern at a radio station. And that led to being on air on a rock station on the weekends and the overnight shift. And that that led to doing uh, the evening shift. And that led to being the fill-in guy for every single shift uh, during the week whenever somebody was out. And, you know, that led to a board operating opportunity over on the, uh, the, the AM station. And uh, then they flipped the formats to a talk station, and that led to Free Talk Live being created, and you know, so on and so forth. Now, uh, again, I don't know what it is that you love, and I don't, I don't know if it's, it's, it's going to be easy for you to necessarily get into a field that's related to it. But if you don't care about making a lot of money, then that's great, because... In radio, you're not going to make a lot of money, and in a lot of things, you know, whether it's playing music or writing books or or whatever it is that your thing is, you probably aren't going to make a lot of money up front. But maybe down the line you could, and and as you continue in that direction, you'll come up with different opportunities. You'll meet new people who will. My open recommendation new would be don't do a job for money. Don't say yeah. I want money. And do the job for take that a, reason. Take a job you don't want for money, you mean? Well, no, I, or that you don't, won't like? I, I, no, I, I mean, don't look at it. Don't decide on a career based on based the money. Based on the paycheck, okay. You know, I'm, I'm going to get into this line of work because the money's good. You know, there, there is, there's a certain segment of people out there that money is really, really the motivator for them. And really, really, that's, that's what makes them go. But most people, it's not. And... I'd rather have a life where I live at, you know, at middle class income and drive middle class cars and, you know, have a middle class life doing where something I'm happy. you like. Yeah. Where I, no, not just something you like, something you love. I sure. don't work. I love what I do. Really. Yeah. And you know, I've I've had other jobs. I've had the just the same sales ad sales jobs, and that's great. I love ad sales. I really do. Mm-hmm. But in this um, line of work, I get to talk about something that's important to me. Uh, you know, libertarian politics or you know, freedom uh, oriented stuff, and I can you know meet people being sort of semi-famous. I like that. I, it really it motivates me. Yeah. And I know it doesn't motivate you nearly as much as it does me. Nah. No, but it does mean... I'd rather not be recognized. I know, it's true. And at the same time, then I can do the ad sales. You know, just this... The whole thing that surrounds it, I love the job. It's it's great. I don't work. And, and if you can have a middle-class life and not have to work, not, you know, just... Uh, just you know, I hope what throw we're... Throw your life away? Well, I hope what we're saying here is useful, because for me, it's hard to sit in Jason's position and, and imagine what it would be like to feel that feeling of not knowing. But oh, you were I in have. that position, I right? absolutely was um, sat in that position when I had, you know, I was several times uh, when I got out of prison, you know, I had, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I wor- waited some tables, and at one point I liked waiting tables, but then, you know, I didn't like that anymore. And I worked yeah. as a, you know, I had my own little business. We were doing some uh, work for... Fire departments, uh, and you know, doing doing some fundraising, consulting, and, and that kind of thing, and well, that's, it just stunk. Having employees was awful. I wanted to solve my problems with a pistol, um, you know, with employee problems. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's once once you want to do that, it's time to shut time the to doors. Yeah. Um, I, I worked as a personal trainer. That was fine and everything, but it was you know, it, it just didn't pay very well, and it it didn't it didn't fulfill me entirely, you know. Well, the good news is, for, for Jason and for anybody else in, in that position of, of not knowing, the good news is you can do whatever it is you want to do. You really can. It's just you have to figure out what you want in order to get there. Otherwise, you're just going to kind of bounce around and like you were. Bouncing's good. I think bouncing's yeah. fine. Um, you know, it's bouncing around from job to job beats the hell out of going to the same college for a degree you're not going to use. Yeah. 
Cause at, or, then, or then forcing yourself to use it and then doing you, something you hate. Or, you go to graduate school and spend $40,000 a year of your, your money or your parents' money or whatever. Man, go to burger time and you know make six bucks an hour. At least you're making some money. You know, the other thing is uh, motivation or inspiration mm-hmm. of many American workers. We know that the government school system is created to indoctrinate young people in America to basically become wage slaves, to basically mm-hmm. be the, like these little worker drones, essentially, that aren't going to question their circumstances. They're going to plug into one job. They're going to try to keep it for their entire lives. And, and that's basically what the purpose is of the government schools. And so Julia, is, my girlfriend, has been telling me her stories from work, and she works at, at Panera Bread, which is a, a fairly popular restaurant chain here in America. And she's the manager. She's the assistant manager of the store. And she says that one of her biggest problems is the lack of uh, inspiration amongst the employees as far as, you know, some of them might be good at their job. They might be very, very good at making sandwiches or running Mm -hmm. a cash register or cleaning up or whatever it is their job is. Zero love for it. But they don't – well, it's not necessarily they don't love it. They might enjoy what they do, but they don't have any motivation to move up. They like what it is they've got, and that's fine. If you love what you're doing, then and you don't want to move up, then that's fine. But at the same time, if you're somebody who thinks big, if you're somebody who wants something bigger later, well, bigger than this, just this one job, let me make this point. If you're okay. somebody that, that wants something bigger later, Julia says, and I agree with her on this, if the positions are open, and they are because nobody wants the, the extra responsibility of being a manager, take it. You'll get you'll get more money. You can put that money away, and then when you finally figure out what it is you want to do, you've got a bigger nest egg with which you can invest into whatever it is you're looking to do. I know you had something to say. We'll come back with that. 800-259-9231. And besides, there's not a lot of competition out there to move up, so you might as well. You'll probably get the gig. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. The Sakel CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Those features, by the way, include updates. Get signed up. We keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, so go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list. That's updates.freetalklive.com. We're talking um, briefly here, and we're going to get back to the phone calls in a moment. just want to continue, just finish this conversation we were having, because you wanted to make a point mm-hmm. about sort of the average American worker. And Julia, my girlfriend, especially sees it amongst young people, because she works at a, a restaurant that hires mostly young people. And what she sees is, is that even though there are opportunities to move up, there they could use some new management, some fresh blood in management there. Most of the people that work there, while they may be very good at what they do, are not interested in taking on those extra responsibilities, even though it would mean more money for them. And well, um, another thing is is that uh, often people do want to move up to management, but they don't want to make any of the sacrifices that it takes to do it. If they've got a day shift and uh, you know the bottom rung of the ladder, they don't want to go to the second rung of the ladder and then take all the crappy shifts mm-hmm. by being the assistant manager. They want to demand um, you know all the the privileges thereof, but they don't want any of the responsibilities. They don't want to do what it takes. Look, you know, being the assistant manager means smiling when the customers come up and yeah. showing up to work on time. You're not so great at that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and I'd, I'd say that that's an opportunity to uh, move move quickly p- past uh, people that are, you know, stuck oh, totally in the mire is. of it all. And another thing is, is I, that's what Julia did. She moved up to management in record time. Sure, she passed all kinds of people, and and she did it the right way. And of course, the people that she passed would say things like, "Well, that's not fair. I've been here longer." Right. Of course, the person who's bad at their job and been there the longest, and you know, still at the bottom. Well, they've got a crappy attitude. Of course they're going to say that. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason they're at the bottom. Let them keep their attitude and just keep on trucking. But, you know, like, I, I don't want to make the impression that the only work you should do is the work that you love. I'm saying look for the job that you love. That's but, what you should seek. Yeah, Right. That's what you should seek. But you have to work along the way. Um, and a good example of that is I was in prison you know, for eight years, mm-hmm. I didn't. It's like work. I didn't love doing that, but I had to get through in the best manner that I could possibly get through. And you know, you you find I, you have to find ways to keep your attitude positive. You have to keep um, find ways that to uh, you know provide service to people. And in my case, I worked for the uh, staff canteen, so you know, I, I managed to move up and and I, by keeping a smile on my face and keeping a good attitude and um, talking to people like they're not a bunch of jerks. Well, mm-hmm. that's how I. Manage to excel, so um, you know you gotta you gotta look for for ways to get by until until that right job comes along too. Absolutely, and so what Julia had said was if you're going if you're if you're working to get by if you're working just to keep the bills paid as you wait for that opportunity or you uh, you search you you seek for that better uh, level that you want to go to or you that that path you want to go down and you try to figure out what your life's about why wouldn't you want to be making more? I mean. It, Again, Mark, you said you shouldn't take a job because of money, and I understand that. Uh, you should take a job because of no, different... I think you should take a job because of money. I don't think you should go to school for a career based okay. on money. Okay, good point. So if you say, well, I want to make a lot of money, the way to do that is to either be a doctor or a lawyer. I think that you're doing the wrong thing. Okay, thank you for correcting me there. Um, but, yeah, if if you're working in the meantime, why not take that assistant right. manager position? You are working for money. <laughs> and, you know, g- get out there and have a good attitude. If you're going to go to work, don't go to work grumpy and sad right. and all that other stuff. Get out there, have a smile on your face, and do your very best Let the whole time you. you're there. Otherwise, you're going to stay in the the crap portion yep. of the job anyway. And if you're looking to meet that right person, because really it's all about who you know, right, mm-hmm. as far as opportunities and things like that. If you're looking to meet that right person, you're not going to meet any right people with a crap can attitude. I don't nope. care how bad your job is. Right. If you aren't coming into work smiling at your customers, none of those customers are going to want to talk to you. And who knows who those customers are? Right. That's the people how, that come in and talk to Julia are all kinds of people, business owners. What and, happened to me? That's uh, you know, yeah. I was working as the personal trainer, and the reason yep. they sent me in there to uh, you know to talk to this guy about the membership is, well. I was the best one to talk to him at that time, and I had a great attitude with him, and I, you know, I was, I was just, I was just fantastic with the right, guy. Right, but if you had been the sort of sullen, dullard employee right. who was the only guy there at the time, so that's why he went. The, the guy, you know, Jim Davis, the right. GM of the radio station, would have ended up going to you because you happened to be on staff, and you'd said, "Sir, how can I help you today?" Right, and then you know he just or said. Then, you know, he came in with a coupon to work out. If I would have said, go ahead, work out, here's a, here's a towel, have a good time, I'm going to talk to the chicks, see you later, fat boy, and, you know, went on my way, yeah. well, he would have worked out, he would have looked around, he, you know, if, if I would have just given him really crappy customer service, right. well, 
I, I, would, I wouldn't be here today. So excel at whatever it is you're doing at this very moment, and who knows what doors will be opened for you. 1-800-259-9231. I think we, uh, we would go to the phones. I don't know if my board operator is back yet. I think he went to... <laughs> we wheedled, wheedled out the... Uh, <laughs> all, the all the callers have dropped. No, they're there. Okay, he's back. Let's go, uh, let's go to Paul. Uh, Paul, who is back on the line. Normally, we only yeah. allow one call per night, but Paul got disconnected on accident. So, Drop. Paul, you're back on with us. Hello. Drop. He's gone, too. <laughs> all right. Let's try Paula in Florida. Paula, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, hon. Hey, you hey. have been so right about so many things tonight. You're a very Thank smart you. young man. Well, thanks, Paula. What can I? Uh, what What is on your mind tonight? Well, you know, some things you've been talking about, like this drug problem, okay, with the marijuana. Mm-hmm. What's the problem? You know, you were exactly right on this. And I mean, they should not be put in jail. I mean, usually people that get on this, they're either, you know, they're going through depression, you know, something's going on in their life. You know, and they need help, like a lot of judges now. I don't know anybody. Just let me stop you there. I don't know anybody who's a marijuana smoker that needs help. None of the people I know. I mean, I'm just saying sometimes. sometimes. Okay, that's fine. But I'm saying, though, that, you know, um, marijuana is a very good medicine. Mm, And I mean, it's, you know, making it against the law is just crazy. Yep. Now they're going to make salvia another medicine against the law, which is just crazy enough and and much more crazy. Well, the other day when they were... uh, talking in Washington about the FDA, they're not doing their job on these drugs. They said that we have stuff coming in this country, we don't even know what's in it. It's never been inspected anyway. Like, I talked to some of the reps about this, and I said, we need to go back to natural medicine after this. They said, yeah, you're right. Well, and, you know, the politicians are always going to tell you what you want to well, hear, no, I mean, Paula. No, they, they agree with this, too. I mean, they see what's happening. Well, I don't like, see any of them, Paula. I don't see any of them putting are. up they're, a bill I mean, to abolish right the now. FDA. I mean, I had, you I didn't had even to... hear what I said. None of these politicians that are agreeing with you on the phone are actually putting up any legislation to abolish the FDA, which would be, would be the way to get back to the natural remedies. They just did it the other day. Oh, really? please. What's it called? I, State I or national them, level? I told them to bring them up before them. We've been discussing this for quite a while up there with them, and... Uh, the thing is, like I said, look, we need to get rid of FDA. I said they're not doing their job. They even agree with this guy up there. Said they're not doing their job. Oh no, they're doing their job. Their no, job not. is to prevent uh, medicines from getting to the marketplace, so as to insulate the existing businesses from well, they're competition. They're not protecting the American people, and that's what well, the government's job. Well, the job thing is. is, like they're not inspecting anything like they should be. They have no money to do it. I don't want them to. I, yeah, I just want to get rid of them and then yeah, let, this, yeah. let the stores they're, they're do their own inspections. Let right. let the retailers do their own inspections and let them yeah. have their own certifications. Paula, thanks yeah. for the call tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Well, I was just going to ask her about the uh, the the UN. Uh, they're they're putting new restrictions. They're trying to make it so that even vitamins have to be regulated. So. Yeah, that's true. That's what things you know. That's what the FDA does. It that's just what makes more sense. Is that the you know what makes sense is that the government is going to grow because that's what government does. Yep. And it makes sense that legislators are going to legislate because that's what legislators do. And it makes that uh, makes sense that law enforcers are going to enforce laws because that's what they do. The legislators make more laws. The enforcers have more things to enforce. Uh, they can't enforce all the laws evenly because nobody can possibly know what all the laws are. You've got this big mire that's going on as far as government, and it just seems to grow. Speaking of the enforcers, New York City, CBS News, and WCBSTV.com reporting the NYPD is pulling out all the stops to beef up the safety of the subways. On Thursday, it launched a new anti-terror effort called Operation Torch, but the cost of the program is raising some eyebrows. 
The NYPD's new firepower consists of cops with MP5 submachine guns, rifles, body armor, and bomb-sniffing dogs. Starting Thursday, five or six teams, that's uh, yesterday, by the way, will patrol the major transit hubs in the city in the new program, all thanks to a 50% increase in a Homeland Security grant. We'll talk more about this and what it means for freedom, in case you haven't figured it out yet. Nothing good. Yeah, 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. The SACL-CAI toll-free line is 1-800-259-9231. And this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call. If you make it now, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then become an amplifier. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com. And get on board for as little as 3 bucks a month. You'll get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only chat room, forum. All the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. But what do we do with the 3 bucks a month, you might ask? Well, hookers and cocaine! No, I know that's your fantasy, Mark, but unfortunately it is being used, or fortunately, depending on your viewpoint, <laughs> uh, it is being used to promote the show to get Free Talk Live on more radio stations uh, across the country and also bring more internet listeners on board with us as well, and thereby more people experiencing the message of freedom and liberty, some for the first time, some uh, unnecess- uh, some hearing it again, and, of course, some are, well, that's what they were looking for. So uh, so get on board with AMP, and it'll help us out, and you can feel good, too, because you're helping new people discover freedom. AMP.freetalklive.com. All right, so uh, still enough time for your calls here. We're still talking about New York City, though. In the meantime, WCBSTV.com reporting uh, that the SWAT teams, or whatever the hell they're calling them, I guess they're not really SWAT teams, they're sort of mini-SWAT teams, the, to- the Torch teams, Operation Torch is what it's being called. It's going to be cops locked and loaded with MP5 submachine guns. I do like the MP5. It is a sexy, sexy gun. Well, that's you know that's why they buy it. Yeah. They buy it to just you know for the looks. Uh, submachine guns, rifles, body armor, and bomb-sniffing dogs are going to be walking around uh, New York subways starting yesterday. Five or six teams will patrol the transit hubs in the city. Thanks to a 50% increase in a Homeland Security grant, according to NYPD Commissioner Bureaucrat Ray Kelly, Times Square, Grand Central, Penn Station, the locations you would expect. But not only those locations, the assignments will vary and will be following no discernible pattern. Many strap hangers were thrilled to see the city going all the way to protect its citizens. Strap hangers, strap hanger. Strap hangers, person who uses the subway. Oh, okay. Uh, Patricia Knight Williams, a strap hanger, said. I think it's a very good idea. It's like a deterrent. It's going to make me feel safer. Much safer. Yes, it will. It's a good idea. <laughs> the city's massive. <laughs> why? Oh. Why? New York gets exactly what it deserves, Mark. That's why. Well, but you know, the thing is, is even if Patricia here thinks it's a great idea, you know, the, the rest of us, you know, some of us may not. Yeah. Get and, the hell out if that's you. You know. Because they ain't going to stop. It's, it's not going to stop in New York City. There's absolutely no way. The city's massive subway system with 5 million riders a day has long been considered a potential terror target ever since September 11, 2001. Now, let's see. That's been six years. Really, what has been... Uh, no, it's not six years. It's been more long, longer than that now. Seven years almost uh, since right. that well, happened. If, if it's What's such a target, so long? Right? Why, isn't it, why isn't it happening? 
I mean, they're probably right. It's probably a good idea to blow up a train or two, but no one's done it, and they should have done it then, don't you think? I mean, it would have been a whole lot easier to hit them a year ago or five years ago. I mean, it's not going to be that much harder this time. All you'll have to do is if you want to strap a bomb to yourself, if you get approached by one of these teams, you just have the, you know, a, a kill switch or something like that, a dead man switch, uh, to where if they kill you, it goes off. Uh, or if you just want to, you could just blend it off right there, right then. I mean, if it's a busy time, there's going to be people all around you on the subway My platform. My God, it's it's incredibly busy down there. And, you know, the way these subway stations are, are uh, ma- made, they're like the barrels of guns. Do you think I people... mean, an explosion going through there is just going to lift people and things and throw them down. Well, do you think people, I mean, if terrorism is about uh, creating terror... Then do you I think, think people would be any appreciably less terrified if a bomb went off on the subway platform versus actually on the subway train? No. So if 150 people were incinerated on the platform versus 150 people in a train car... Right. And that's the thing is it's not going to change anything if it happens on the train car... It's just not. It'll it's just not. blow up the train car, and that's all. Right, and so then the people that live would have to walk down the tracks to the next stop. That's it. Nothing would change. And likely people would have to walk down the tracks anyway because a, a big explosion goes off in, uh, you know, in, in one of these uh, subway stops. And it's liable to stop some, some subways just down in the, the tunnels. In fact, one of the New Yorkers gets it. Michael Rivers says, I think it's a waste of money. If someone wants to put a bomb in the subway, how do you stop it? Exactly. Right. What you, what's it deterring, Patricia? Similarly equipped NYPD units known as Hercules teams have been patrolling the ground on Wall Street, the Empire State Building, and other city landmarks. We actually saw these guys, Mark, when we were in the city last year. Mm-hmm. We'll probably see them again disturbing, this, this year. Disturbing, disturbing guy, looking uh, guys. Yeah, do- totally decked out, body armor, helmets, uh, dark they don't glasses. Look like, they don't look like cops that are there to do the right thing and you know uh, and, and keep you safe. I'm sorry, they don't. Yeah, I don't think they're they the kind like of soldiers. And if yeah. they're soldiers... Who are they occupying, and who's the enemy? It's hard time for a lot of people. There's a lot of money to spend, claims one of the bureaucrats. Everybody has their opinion. We think this is a reasonable expenditure of funds. We're doing everything I've never we met think a bu- is appropriate. I've never met an expenditure of funds that a bureaucrat didn't think was reasonable. He says, we're doing everything we think is appropriate to prevent another attack. Of the 150... You cannot prevent another attack where people intend to die. No, you can't. You simply cannot do it. I mean, maybe now and then you'll manage to catch them in the net and they'll kill fewer people, but the 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 fact is for one, you're not going to repeat what happened on 9/11 because Americans simply will not pl- allow planes to be hijacked. Americans, not the air marshals, not the TSA, Americans will stop somebody from hijacking a plane from here on out. They will not sit by and and just say Oh, well, I guess they're going to crash the old plane into a building here that we're in. We better sit by safely. They're going to run down there and they're going to bust the, uh, you know, bust that uh, guy up, the the terrorist. I, I'd take a cut in my arm. Mm. I'd take a shot in the gut. I'm going to die when the plane crashes. Of the $151 million in federal taxpayer money, the $30 million will be used for this underground anti-terrorist program for the next two years. Look. This isn't an anti-terrorist program. This, this is, is an, an anti-freedom program. program. This is an anti-American program. It's a police state indoctrination program to get you used to even more police everywhere else. It started in the airports with Just the more TSA. more bureaucrats, more government, you know, more, more, money, more, more, more money being spent, and, and in all of it done in the name of safety. It's always done in the name of safety. Government does everything in the name of safety. 
these bureaucrats started their little uh, trend in the airports, and then they figured that Americans were going to take it. However, they dished it out, so they uh, then expanded out. We've seen stories in Indianapolis involving the TSA setting up checkpoints at bus stops, city bus stops. Uh, here in New York City, you're seeing now people, uh, cops, local cops, underground, armed to the teeth in the subways. And the more things they figure out that they need to protect, the more places you're going to mm-hmm. see cops in the street. And, you know, heaven forbid a cop, you know, somebody actually blows up a truck in the streets, then you're going to have random checkpoints everywhere because what they, all they need is an excuse. All they need is an excuse. And so what happened was there was some terrorism in a train tunnel somewhere in, uh, the, you know, the rest of the world. And so, therefore, that's their excuse to crank down here in America. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't really even need an event. They can just make crap up and say, well, we've gotten word they're going to uh, possibly target this and that. And so <laughs> then they'll put a bunch of security there. And, of course, this all costs money, and you're paying for it. Uh, it says, by the way, the last paragraph of the article here. In case you're thinking you've seen this kind of police patrol on the subways, you're right. Yeah, units that's what like I the, thought. Units like the Hercules teams have been sent underground during times of heightened security. And they've uh, before this, they had the teams that were randomly searching people's bags in the subway. Yeah. They, they might not have been as heavily armed, but now they're stepping that up. See, it's incremental. They don't all go at once. Uh, first, it's just the, the police in blue asking people to search their bags on the subway uh, or intimidating people into searching their bags. Uh, and then you give the police body armor and machine guns, and then they're a Hercules team, and now they're a, what's the name of the, oh, Operation Torch team, uh, taking federal money, which means the feds are probably controlling the program, probably setting all the rules. And, you know, like I said, next you're going to see uh, street checkpoints. And we already have DUI checkpoints and immigration checkpoints. It's only a matter of time before we have terrorism checkpoints in America. And that's not what I'm... I'm not saying that because I want it to happen. No, it's only it's a matter just, of time. That's I where mean, they're going. The terrorists around every corner. They're popping up. You know, they, I, I was in Grafton, New Hampshire today, and there were terrorists ra- behind every tree. The terrorists mm. are everywhere, America. You just can't... We, the, the government must crack down. They must stop it. Soon we're going to need a government agent in every car just to make sure that you don't do anything funny or that you aren't attacked by terrorists while you're driving from point A to point B. Uh, now that's a little ludicrous, but really all of this is ludicrous. It's all just It's madness. all ludicrous. To think that the cops are going to stop terrorists is crazy. If you think you can stop a suicide bomber, you're out of your mind. Well, they did if stop think- one guy. What's that? They a stopped uh, the 50, uh, 50 shot. Uh, they shot a man 50 times in New York City recently. He's stopped, huh? And uh, he was going to get married, apparently. Do you hear about Remember, we talked about this yeah, story this briefly. Guy, uh, uh, the the cops basically, Brooklyn. yeah, they, they basically executed him uh, right before his wedding. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just sort of recounting this from memory. I've got the article in front of me. We don't have time to get into it. But the cops have been cleared of charges. Oh, yeah, that guy. So they murdered a guy in cold blood in public. And no charges, no problem. That's how it works them versus us more on the way tomorrow night you can join us for the live saturday edition it has been ian here with you and mark and this is free talk live we'll see you tomorrow the cynic says i started losing my hair and there was nothing i could do i wore a baseball cap because i was self-conscious the believer says i started using Avacor two months ago and already i'm regrowing my own hair my bald spot is going no caps for me are you a cynic Avacor's formula is FDA approved to regrow your own hair in as little as two months. Avacor's topical formula contains the only ingredient approved by the FDA to regrow hair without risk of sexual side effect. Call right now and ask about getting a free month supply of Avacor and receive Boost just for trying Avacor. Boost can make your hair visibly thicker with its first application. 
call 1-800-451-8920. That's 1-800-451-8920. This is a limited time offer, so call now. Call 1-800-451-8920. 1-800-451-8920. Or log on to avacorradio.com.